Radical Growth Parliament Podcast. Yes, sir. We're back. We're back. We're back. We took a week off. We got a lot of shit going on, but we're back. We're back here at Huga. This is the Parliament Podcast presented by Radical Grove. I am one of your hosts, DJ Nice. To the left of me, I got Tomato Slice. To the right of me, I've got the young boy, Manny. We don't know where the fuck Roche is. Been on vacation for like a long time, (laughs) a long, long, long time. We do have a special guest in the building this week, ladies and gentlemen. DJ Giles, welcome, 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 welcome. What's good? What's good? So, are you a listener of the podcast? I am. Awesome. That's what we love to hear. We heard that you you definitely you know wanted to get on here and whatnot, so we definitely had to bring you on. Appreciate you, of course. Yes, sir. Force has a a, a very oh, yeah. important starter question though for you. Well, you know we usually start this off like asking like what's your name, where you're from, or some shit like that. So on that, I'd like to ask you: Do you believe in dinosaurs? And if so, what kind of music do you think they would listen to? Super random. <laughs> <laughs> what? I do believe in dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as music, uh, I think it would depend on the dinosaur. So like a T Rex. I gotta be like some hard metal shit. Yeah. It would make sense. Yeah, he's like the boss. Like I feel like a pterodactyl might be listening to like jazz or something because it's just <laughs> above everybody else. Or like some I believe I can fly. What is Brontosaurus? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like some smooth shit. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brontosaurus would be listening to I believe I can fly. Okay. Okay. That's like the only dinosaurs I know. But you believe in them, huh? All right, next question. What a fool. On that. <laughs> Do you think dinosaurs would listen to Bad Bunny? Probably. <laughs> everybody else what? does. So. What the hell kind of bu- I mean, dinosaur would ask for Bad Bunny? I mean, first I of all. mean everybody else asks. Everybody does. All the dinosaurs at the club these days ask yep. for Bad Bunny. So. The Velociraptor. Or whatever <laughs> that is. I mean, probably. I feel like people at this point think that's like a music genre. Yeah. Do people ask you for it for a lot? Yeah. Oh, my and, but it being like the most like... Like random spots though. Like it won't even be like if I'm playing like Tuesday we was at Lost and Found or something. Like that place makes sense. But like I can be somewhere like I think I was at uh Barrowed at the Lift like mm-hmm. two weeks ago and this random chick was like, Hey, can you play Bad Bunny? But I was like playing like <laughs> Dolph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's it's yeah, it's man. and it's different people too. It doesn't matter white, black, Hispanic, exactly. Asian, it doesn't matter. It's like and it could be like Somebody as young as twenty one, somebody as old as fifty. Nah, this lady was like a smooth, maybe forty. Okay. Why do you think people ask for Bad Bunny? I mean, he is hot right now. He's hot, but I mean, is the production good? Yeah, he's the hottest artist right now, hands down. I think his production's good. Yeah, frankly, yeah. I'm trying to think if it's ever been anybody Mm-mm. like to the extent of them people like requesting them like I don't, super super I don't heavy. think so not as hard as this yeah I don't, mm-hmm. I don't I don't I really no. don't think so I mean no yeah one. it would be Beyonce back in the day but that's just cause it was Beyonce but she's even quality. then though mm-hmm. it's like nobody's holding not to phones, this extent like, not in my in my I've been doing it for 8 years now my 8 years is by far the most requested artist yeah do you think it's because he's that good or because we live in this day and age where people find it easier to make requests and realize they can put it up to their phone and things like that. I think obviously he's super talented. Yeah. A lot of his stuff is dope, but some people just kind of go with the flow. Some people are just like, you know, followers and be like, oh, 
this is what's hot right now. Yeah, Where are they man. hearing this? Are radio stations pushing this hard, or is it like the TikTokies? I wouldn't even say radio TikTok. stations. I think it's a lot of just social media, like TikTok even with and TikTok, stuff. I don't. Yeah, I don't see I him see on there. T- yeah, I don't see him on TikTok mm. like that. But I don't also don't listen to the radio. So he stays on the Spotify and Apple Music charts, though. Yeah, yeah. Like he's you go on Apple Music or Spotify right now. You look at the top twenty-five. He's probably got four or five. I think he passed like Drake and something. I know even Drake wow. acknowledged it and like something, but for Spotify, but man, that mi- pretty cool. That Mickey, that Nicki Minaj blew up overnight for me. The super freaky girl. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> I played it, but it's just not gonna get that reaction right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like it. I heard it two weeks ago. I didn't like it, and I was like, damn, I don't think I can play this. Then I see it all over the place. I'm tired of her sampling every single song. Tired like of that. Song. Oh, you mean Flow Rider? You're talking about Flow Flo Menage? Be- between like, like Baby Got Back, now f- like Super Freak. She just, that's what she does. That's what it's high, does. 130, 128. I mean, you can say the same thing for Sweetie, too. Yeah, Sweetie does like the same thing. I, mean, I like everything. Sweetie. I don't care. I like Sweetie. Everything. What's the one push it? Um, she does push it, my type. I mean, yeah. uh, Icy girl, all of them are. She samples everything, and they're, like, they're all super popular samples. It's not like subtle samples in her music. It's straight up baseline from every single one of them. Not gonna this. hate it. I mean, it it, it works. It works, yeah. and like, it's it's danceable. I will say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. with, like Mag, Girls in the Hood. I mean, yeah, all of, all those are like hip hop girls. I, I feel like they're doing that. I wish she wouldn't have sampled that one. Which one? <laughs> the the girls in the hood, the yeah. boys in the hood sample. Oh, I don't think I know. Only it. because it's like I I really like that song. Mm-hmm. And it's like that song just it don't hit the same now that Mm-mm. I heard that one. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. I did play I was at Vinyl the other day and played Boys in the Hood. Some girl came up, it's like easy E. I said, Easy. <laughs> I oh, got you. that song. Yeah, she samples that one. Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah. So you ever heard it? So where where'd you grow up? <laughs> um, so I was born in New York. We moved to South Carolina when I was in like middle school. So it's like what part of New York? Bronx. <sighs> that seems like a big trend. A lot of people are from New York City and the Bronx. Who yeah. else was from the Bronx? Was it Mina? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then who? Wasn't Blanco from? See, he was from up there too. Brooklyn. Yeah. No, I thought he was. Maybe he's the Bronx. Oh, yeah. shout out to Blanco. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate me. What's his name mean again? White. White. No, no, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, you're, you're great Spanish. Uh, what part of South Carolina? Pineville. Okay, so you... you Boonies. Yeah. Boonies. So basically, it must have been the Boonies back then. No, nah, it's still the Boonies. It's well, like I they don't, don't even have so. a stoplight. It's a... So, all right. So, for clarification, a lot of times when I tell people Pineville, it's not the Pineville that's like... Right here. No, yeah, no. It's like where's it at? It's low country, so it's maybe thirty five minutes from Charleston. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like one of those things like people that are like from Concord and they try to explain what Concord is and they just say I'm from Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things like you try to explain it and people are like oh, I'm Charleston. Charleston. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we like thirty five <laughs> minutes from Charleston, yeah. like an hour from Myrtle Beach. That's so, that's how I had to do growing up. I'm from Statesville. So all growing up, well, especially, well, not all growing up, but now that people are coming here from elsewhere and they don't know where it's at besides maybe they see it on a sign, mm-hmm. it's Statesville. Where's that? I'm, I'm from Charlotte. <laughs> it's an hour north if you really want to know, but you don't care. I'm from Charlotte. Like, I've been here my whole life. So. Yeah, I went to school with some people from Statesville. Really? Yeah. What school? I went to Wingate. Okay. Good old Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> when did you go there? 
2010 to 2015. Okay. We might know some of the same people then. Yeah, I played football down there, so. Oh, we definitely probably know some of the same people then. More than likely. Yeah. Because that's where, like, a lot of people I went to high school with, they definitely went to, like, the smaller schools. And yeah, because it's, like, I think what's the high school. It's, like, Forest Hills is literally across the street. Then you got Monroe. Then you got, like, Sun Valley further down. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, some other high school. What position did you play in football? Slot receiving punt returner. Okay. What? Receiver <laughs> and punt returner. He's fast. That's what he said. Oh, okay. He's fast. Right, cool. <laughs> all right. That's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are two quick positions in, in football. You got to be fast to be in a slot, and then you got to be fast to be able to obviously return Wrong, punts. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Neato. That's all you need. <laughs> Forrest isn't much of a sports guy. It's all right. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I already said like, what my favorite sport would be. Yeah, darts. <laughs> darts. <laughs> <laughs> so before we got on the the uh, the podcast today, we were just having a nice little discussion, and Forrest decided that darts is his well, no. Forte in life, and he's probably going to pursue a career. So if you don't see him oh on here in the next God. month, then Forrest no. is going to be a professional dart player. No, I decided as an American. <laughs> as an American. <laughs> You'll see him Any on sport ESPN. that I can hold a cigarette in one in my mouth and a beer in the other, even though I don't smoke or drink, and possibly have some Arena nachos sitting on my belly is a sport for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Darts is it, then. I guess. I don't know, though. You go to some of these bars, darts is pretty intense. It takes, like, a lot of... And running around, like a lot of high-fiving. So you got to make sure you can juggle all these things. I can play darts. I can't. <laughs> darts is a breeze. I can't believe we're going on this subject right now. But darts is a breeze. All you do is you look at that section of the dartboard, and you make it, you blow it up in your head, make it as big as possible, and you can hit it. Mentally, I, I like make to it huge. Think the thing, That's all you see. I like to think the same about basketball, but it doesn't typically work. Yeah. I'm like, you know, the basket, I wanted to look bigger, but it just doesn't always go in. It's all muscle memory, man. It is. You can do it if you practice enough. You can do any of that if you practice enough. You're right. Unless you don't have any arms, that might be a little bit difficult. That's funny. I don't know. (laughs) That's funny. People people play without. That's true. I watched this guy. God, this is is so stupid. This is such (laughs) random tangents. But I did see this guy yesterday. I was scrolling my TikTok, and he was video gaming with no arms. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. Yeah. He does I've seen it. his mouth. I've seen a dude do it with his feet. I've seen that too. Dude. I saw that in a competition did once. The, did you see the Florida man that stabbed someone with Florida a knife man. that was on his foot? <laughs> dude, you know, you know he, was he was on was on Barstool. <laughs> yeah. That shit was funny. Did y'all see that video? No. So I don't, I don't know how much y'all pay attention to Barstool, but Dave Portnoy, the owner of Barstool, he does his pizza reviews. So he'll go around all these pizza joints and then he'll taste it and then he'll give it a rating on on zero to ten or zero to yeah. ten it's typically like a 7.2 7.6 certain ones i always try to yeah. guess what it is but one time he was sitting there he was outside of a pizza place and this <laughs> this crackhead comes by and says something along the lines of like you should give it to a crackhead I'm talking about the pizza i guess and so Dave is lost because not only did this guy walk by saying this, he walked by pulling a suitcase. Now, he had no arms. So he had a string attached to the suitcase pulling it down the street. And Dave is just sitting there as confused as can be. And so he's just like, and it's, he's like, Paul's, and he's just like literally speechless. And he's like, I don't know what to say right now. He's like, I'm mind blown. So that guy that was on there, and it's a very popular, it was a very popular, like, I guess video post yes 
because of that homeless guy, and that homeless guy got in trouble yesterday for stabbing someone with his feet with scissors. He was like running around. I saw the video. He was running around like shirtless. <laughs> oh, yeah, he never wears a shirt. And just had like a knife or scissors in between his toes, and then he just like stabbed someone. Florida. <laughs> it's Florida. crazy because I'm not even surprised. It's like a running joke. Anything crazy that happens is either Florida man or somebody from like the Bronx or something. Florida man is like huge. Oh, yeah. Like, for sure. Everything crazy yeah. happens down in Florida. And I can see why. When I go to Florida, it feels different there. It's getting a little old, though. No. It's getting old, like Nickelback jokes. <laughs> it's getting old, almost like Bad Bunny jokes. I like Nickelback. I mean, it's, it's getting, Florida's getting But bad. Florida just has a different feel to me. Like, I'll go elsewhere and it like not home, yeah. but it just doesn't feel like that weird. Florida has just like a, I feel like Texas got that vibe too. I, I like did feel that a little bit in Texas though too. Because it's like it's a like a very big state, but they got like a bunch of like random spots that's like in oh, the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and Texas scary. is bigger than Maine, California, and combined. Oh yeah, Texas is massive. I used to live there. I went to Waco one time. <laughs> But like the the David Koresh Waco. Did you go to camp there? <laughs> well, I saw like where all the shit went down. That shit was spooky. Uh, so I can get off on like the weird I history tangent. I watched that documentary. That shit was wild, right? Yeah. Well, I, I went I, there. Don't they have one on like? Why Netflix did you go there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, the, one that's I the one I saw. Hold up. Yeah. Hold up. Why did you go there? Uh, human curiosity. Ah oh, man. And it literally was like, you know. The Davidens, blah 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 blah. Like it's all still kind of there, but it's literally when I say it's in the middle of nowhere, it's just down some back dirt road in yeah. Texas. Have you been to Midland, sense. Texas? No, I haven't. It's in the middle of nowhere. But Waco is just knowing what went down there and how crazy that was at one point. Dude, I don't know if I could handle that shit. But there's no monument there or anything, so it's different. I no, I'll show you know. pictures after. But it's it's just spooky. And there's like a house across the street. But then there was like these three kids walking down the street, and that's when it got a little scary because I'm like, we're probably in somewhere where they don't that's really like want some us to be. Movie shit. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was middle of the day, but we were just like, yeah, let's get out of here. I mean, we're off on a crazy tangent, but like, if you if, if you know me in some ways, I'm kind of sensitive to stuff. Like, there's shit that I cannot handle going to. Like, I cannot handle going to the Vietnam Memorial. I don't think I could handle going to 9/11, the 9-11 memorial. That shit was... I don't think I could go to the handle where that plane crash was in Pennsylvania. And I, even, I had to sit during the national anthem this weekend, and I fucking teared up during that shit. What? Oh, yeah. Man, that, that stuff... When you really think about it and think about who died for this stuff, uh, I don't know. I guess I get real sensitive about patriotic shit, and especially things where people gave their lives oh, yeah. for others. I mean, it really fucks me up. <laughs> Really, I mean, does. it's a big thing. I just don't really like. I mean, the it's for me. It's like the nine eleven thing where you go and you stand where that shit happened. Yeah, now that will fuck with. Me. But it really, what I really honestly want to do, and it's I know it's going to be so fucked up when and if I go, is to Africa, to where they had those slave traders in those places where they brought the people over from there, and. They sit where they held the people, like in chains and whatnot, mm-hmm. in total darkness. Uh, that's gonna be insane. You're just asking for a bad time. But <laughs> people need to understand what happened. Well, yeah, obviously, but <laughs> I can never understand what happened. Well, that's what I'm ever. saying. That's why it's like I don't even know if I want to go there to even try to experience. That. Yeah, they got something like that in Charleston. They got um, 
what is it, the old like slave market and stuff? Yeah, uh-huh. Rick Shea was talking about but that. But that's like right there. It's literally in the middle of it. And it's crazy because like when we when I first moved down there, um but we had to go they used to take us on like field, field trips, trips to like plantations and stuff. But is it like an emotional experience or you just sit there and go, Oh, there it is? It's I think it depends on the person. It's I guess at this point it's kinda I'm not gonna say bad to say, but it's like you kinda get like desensitized to some stuff. Like yeah. You, especially living in that part of Charleston. Yeah. Well, that part of South Carolina is kinda like you see stuff mm-hmm. all the time, and it kind of at a certain point it's like it's it's not normal, but it's like yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they used to take us on field trips to like slave markets and stuff, and to like plantations, and be like oh, like trying to teach people how to turn. But I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm not yeah. Doing that. Probably, but, um, yeah. yeah. Like in what was it elementary school? They took us to Brattonsville <laughs> to like, and they like literally made us pick cotton. You can't do shit like that. Like this was like. Early 2000s. Like, we were, like, they took us, like, to Brattonsville, and I was just, like... Where's that at? It's literally kind of close to, like, Rock Hill. Oh, okay, it's like so it's, like, around, around the way, yeah. yeah. It's just, like, they took us there, like, in the classroom, just showed us around, and then they gave us these, like, bags to kind of show us, like, how shit was done. That's wild. Actually, like, I wouldn't really mind if it was a bunch of white kids that were forced to do it. It was everyone. <laughs> But that's like, obviously, you can't do shit like that nowadays, because then you'll get canceled. Oh, yeah. oh that's back, that's, back, in, back ima- in the day. Like, imagine signing that that permission slip now. Yeah, that's not happening. I don't even know if they still do those field trips because I know I they, don't, yeah. with us, it I don't was think so. all of that cotton stuff. And then I was like, I'm not doing that too, because like my grandma. And so like that same, I think it was like Boone Hall Plantation. I think that's what it's called. Like that same area and stuff. Like my grandparents them used to actually like go down there and like do that and yeah. then like work at um. Like make clothes for people and all of those. Right. Stuff. So like I heard like stories and all. I'm like I'm not doing exactly. Hell no. Good for you, man. That's crazy. I can't believe that's that's different. We just went to like Lazy Five Ranch, <laughs> 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 which I didn't give a fuck about. It's which in, I think is crazy. It's in McConnell's, too. South Carolina. Okay. Brownsville, yeah. I've been to Lazy Five Ranch. How pointless were field trips in growing up? Did you go on a lot of field trips growing up? Yeah. In school? What did you do? Were they educational or were they just They were bullshit? educational. We went to some science center for like, learned about sex. We went to some. Oh, that's how y'all did it? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Ours was a video in class. Yeah. Like, they separated yeah. us, boys and yep. girls. Yeah, here's the that. penis, here's the vagina. They did that too. And I think that was like in third or fourth grade or something like that. Mm. We had a, my parents had to sign a permission slip to like go over it and they gave, they gave the girls. Uh, pads and they gave the dudes deodorant. <laughs> Here's some our, sex. That was our intro deodorant. to. That was our intro to. Here's some puberty axe. and manhood and womanhood. Why did they give you? Like, I don't understand how deodorant has anything to do with. Because I'm sure at that point there were kids that were already hitting puberty and they probably didn't smell very well. I remember like going out like recess and shit after lunch. Like, we would be sweating. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those kids need deodorant. <laughs> and, like, we'd just be playing fucking ball or whatever. I, I didn't need that's it, true. but... I'm time. not looking forward. Do you have any kids, Giles? Nah. I have a daughter. I'm not looking for the day that that shit happens. Oh, yeah. That's going to be... Uh... <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, leave it... To, just I leave just it got to, it. <laughs> just leave it to her mom. She's with me, like, five days a week. Well, the other two, guess what? Great learning experience. So, Giles, <laughs> where are we at? You were you you were in South Carolina, Pineville, South Carolina. Yep. yep. How and did you get into? Okay, you went um, to college. college. Played football. Played football. How did you get into this whole music thing? 
Mm. Uh, my family is musical though. Like, so I grew up in the church. So, mm. grandma sung, grandfather was a pastor, mom sung. We all could sing. Like, I remember they used to, especially when we used to come home or the soccer line from New York, like during like Christmas and stuff. Mm-hmm. My grandma would do this thing where they would have like a revival or something, and obviously they would make us go. And I'll just be sitting in the back, and all of a sudden it's like, next we'll have a selection from Master Brendan Jones. I'm like, what? So it's like she would never tell me. Mm-hmm. They were just like, all right, you're do singing. It. And I'm yeah. just sitting there, and she's like, get up, go sing. I'm like, why? <laughs> so now awesome. I got to stand in front of everybody singing. Uh-huh. Which now, if you ask me to sing, I'm not singing. Yeah. Like, I hate it. Yeah, but because of that? Yeah. No, yeah, because you got forced on, like, yeah, forced yeah, to do I, it? Yeah, because I'm the type of person, like, if you ask me to do something, mm-hmm. I'll do it. But if you say, hey, go do that. I don't, mm. I'm not doing yeah. it. Just for the mere fact that you told me to do it, I'm yeah. not doing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, nah, we, um, but yeah. Sounds like me. Yeah, no, I'm like, my mom would tell you, like, I'm like probably easily the most rebellious of all her kids, <laughs> like by far. And I'm the youngest, but that's uh-huh. just me. But um, nah, we used to, uh, it was always like church stuff and music and all that. But it was funny though, because it's like my dad would play like Curtis Mayfield, like Isley yeah. Brothers, all that other mm-hmm. stuff. Oh yeah, now nah, my dad had like a big record collection Good stuff. shit. So he would play Not that. like fucking Motown. I was oh, listening to Marvin and all of them, too. Whoa, <laughs> You know how I feel about Motown. Yeah, but Motown is Motown. I know Motown is good. I'm going to say Motown is good, but there's other stuff that's good, if not better. Touche. I am going to go see uh, the Four Tops. So anyway, they're playing. They m- weren't they here recently? No, they're coming. Who, who was here in town then? Temptations oh. and Four Tops. I've coming. seen them both. They were at the was it Blumenthal? Temptation still touring. Mm-hmm. I mean, James Brown was Motown. It's like a ZZ Top. Was he? Like I don't know. I don't know. Earth, Wind, and Fire wasn't Motown. James Brown wasn't Motown. They were like neither was Cool and the Gang. Cool and the Gang live at Sex Machine. Yeah, so <laughs> they're coming uh, the eighth. That's hard. Temptations and Four Tops. Oh, I'm in September there. September eighth. I've yeah, seen them. I'm I'm in there. I won't I've be seen them because I'm old. Because I'm old. <laughs> Uh, yo, by the way, this is a random tangent, but if you have an artist that you want to see and they come around, go see them. And I'll tell you why. My dad surpassed on seeing Elvis. He said that tickets were like five bucks back in the day. And he was like, Elvis is in town. Mm. I'll, I'll see him next time. There was no next time. That's tough. So it was a movie if, though. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it was good. Oh, I was watching at the barber shop. My my brother like has watched good. it several times. He says it's really good. I was getting a haircut and it was on they had it playing. What barber shop was showing Elvis? Um It's like cuts or something. It's off Arrowwood. Mm. But yeah, we but yeah, apparently it's a really good movie. They said that Priscilla Presley said that it's the best Elvis. Like impersonation she's ever seen. I mean, maybe I'm stereotyping. Be like, what barbershop is doing Elvis? Sounds weird. Oh, well, they're from New York and Jersey. That's a hood barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hood barbershop. It's gotta be a hood barbershop. I mean, Elvis. I'm stereotyping by saying, I mean, I, I could understand them playing like Who Killed Tupac or Biggie or some bullshit like that. That's a huge stereotype. Who did kill Tupac down. and Biggie? I don't know. That's another good documentary. You ever seen Netflix. you ever seen that that Vice episode of that cop who says he knows who killed both? I seen a clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put names to both of them. I'm getting tired of the, the it's like a million documentaries on like mm-hmm. who did it, but 
we still don't know. Don't yeah. actually yeah. know who did. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm going to answer this shit or not. But, yeah. but he did at least come up with names and reasons as to why he believed those were the people. And he, like, studied it. He was a dude that said that Pac looked him in his eyes when he was trying to ask Pac who killed him, and he was like, like, fuck, fuck you. you. Okay, yeah, 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 that's the dude. So, like, that's and Pac like ain't dead. Pac. He did. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, where's he at? <laughs> France. France? <coughs> Why France? I don't know. I heard France is shitty. Besides, like, the Eiffel Tower, oh, it's, like, Jesus. super dirty. We're going all over the Dude, place. Yeah, we're, we're, I've heard that, though. <laughs> this like, is so People that have visited, they like, it's... it's, yeah, it's France like, is bad? It's, like, dirty. Yeah. It's kind of... New York City's dirty. I saw a clip Tyler Creator <laughs> was saying that. That's what it was. It yeah. was literally, like, last week. Oh, he was okay. in France, mm-hmm. but he was like, yo, like, outside of... I forgot who was saying something. He's like, yo, was I it, really don't like this. Every place was, was it is that dirty. interview where they're like, what do you like about that? He's like, yes. it's dirty as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, nothing. It's like, like nothing. This shit smells sucks. You know how he is. Every place is going to have a spot like that, though. Like everywhere. Even Charlotte has a shitty house area of town. Charlotte's very clean it's compared to clean. a lot of cities. And like, when I was in True. New York, I saw some fucking rats the size of dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's another like, t- place I can't go is New York. That place is awesome, but it picks me up every time. I, I love go. New York. It's just so fucking big. There's a lot oh, of people so in a very small, mm-hmm. concentrated area. That's why. For me, there's a lot of people suffering in New York. How old were you when you moved down here? Like, I was young. Probably like 10. Oh, okay. That's oh, that's like old that. enough to remember it. Yeah, no, I remember it. Like, I remember going to, like, when we were, I went to Catholic school when I was up there because it's like the public schools where we lived at was crazy. Mm-hmm. So I went to um, St. Helena's Catholic School, and I remember, like, when we, which it might have been like four blocks from where we lived. So I remember, like, walking home from school, and we used to stop by this, like, bodega, and I used to always get, like, a Sunny D, some, like, sweetest fish, and something else. And I would go home and watch, like, cartoons until, like, my mom got home from mm-hmm. And the Bronx was, like, hood back in the day, too. Yeah, and we lived in Parkchester, which even now is still, like, wild. But it was, like, real cultural. Like, I remember going, like, riding with my dad. Like, every Friday he used to take us to, like, the Hudson. And, like, we would ride bikes down there and stuff. But I remember going to, like, parks, and you would see, like, Kid Capri. Like, it was yeah. nothing to, like, see him. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. literally, because they casual. would do, like, park gyms and stuff, especially, like, during the summer. But you'd mm-hmm. see, like, Kid Capri or you see, like, Red Alert or, like, SNS or whatever else. So it was, like, they would just be there. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, normal. So, like, when I got older and then seeing them, I'm, like, I understand the magnitude of it now. Mm-hmm. But, like, obviously I was young and I was just, like, oh, that's the dude that be carrying the records playing yeah. in the park. So, <laughs> right. Okay. right, it was. It didn't have that big of an impact then. Yeah, which my dad now. would try to explain it to me. Mm-hmm. Like, even then, like, I remember my brother staying up to, like, record episodes of, like, Stretching My Beat Of course, yeah. Which, you know, back then it was just, like, mm-hmm. he's listening to the radio and then he'll play them later on. So but now like, you realize how iconic they are. Yeah, which I didn't appreciate it until, like, middle school. So, like, when we moved down there, I was living with my grandparents at the time. <laughs> that's a shock. Yeah, culture I was, shock. Oh, I was so I was living with my grandparents, and it was like where my grandma is now. Like my grandfather died, like I think literally, like when I was in like sixth grade. So it's like my grandmother was living by herself. So I was living with her, whatever. And it's like where she's at, middle of the woods. Damn. Still doesn't have internet, no cable. I think I just got a cell phone, but this is back when they had like all tell. So it was like I didn't have like free texts and it was like free nights and weekends. Of course. And stuff <laughs> yeah. So like I <laughs> Those had the days. nothing to do and I think I might have had a PlayStation but obviously this is before like online. Yeah. So, so you were just playing whatever games you had. And I was, was playing it. by myself yeah. but I found my brother my brothers they had this um blue 
case of like cassettes. Mm-hmm. And my grandma, oddly enough, had like a boombox in our room that was there, I guess, for my brothers and when they were younger. And it was some of those stretching by Beatle tapes. It was like uh, DOC, No One Can Do It Better. Oh! It was Ghetto Boys. It was um, some like Outcast. I think it was like a Quimini or something. Like mm-hmm. Outcast. And it was just like a bunch of random tapes. And then my brother had these VHSs where he used to record like music videos. So it was like Warren G, um, what was it? Uh, this DJ was mm-hmm. on there. Uh, Keith Murray, The Most Beautifulest Thing. That was on it. It was like a bunch of stuff. So it was Damn. like, I went from being, you know, kid, middle school kid, you think be listening to like Laffy Taffy and all that. I'm listening <laughs> to like Pete Rock and all of this stuff. And that's like the only thing I'm listening mm-hmm. to. So. Damn, that's yeah. way different. Cause like my middle school is when I got introduced, which I guess you're probably a couple years behind me, but like clips. And shit like that was like grinding was like my yeah, oh seventh yeah, nah, grade we was, like we that was, was we was beating them mm-hmm, yeah you know, that was like my whole seventh grade exposure because before that the only thing I really knew was like um I would listen to like Kiss ninety five point one at night they would do their top five at nine so I would listen to that every single night yeah. and get my like music from there but at the time it was like Backstreet NSYNC uh, Britney Christina those were the big ones on there and then when I got to my middle school that's when I got introduced to the clips and Fifty had just dropped then, but Fifty was kind of spread. He was everywhere. That shit was dope. That DOC, no one can do it better. Is so awesome. Yeah, nah. I'm and it's like most people when they the main one will be like, oh, no one can do it better or whatever. My favorite song might have been, I think it was like Whirlwind Pyramid, man. And it was so because fast. of the cuts, yeah. literally. And that's one of the things I guess later on that probably influenced me to get mm-hmm. into DJing. Cause like obviously I would always listen to like the the rappers and like the lyrics and stuff, but it was always something about like certain cuts mm-hmm. on like songs yeah. like um, Public Enemy. Uh, what is it? Terminator X to the Edge of Panic. Those Transformer cuts. And I would yeah. just be like, Yo, what the fuck is he doing? Mm-hmm. Like, how is he doing it? And I would just literally just sit there and listen to it over mm-hmm. and over and over. That DSC No One Can Do It Better was produced by Dr. Dre. Mm, okay. And if you listen to Dr. Dre, a lot of his lyrics, some of his lyrics, I'm not sure how much, are written by the DOC. Mm-hmm. The DOC was a, an amazing rapper, and almost as soon as his, his album came out, he got in a motorcycle accident, or was it a car accident? He got into a car accident. Fuck, so the great thing is, he's not even from LA, he's from Texas. <coughs> yeah, exactly. He had this crazy style that was kind of like slightly Jamaican sounding, too, at the same time. Yeah, him and Eric Badu got a, a kid together, too. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Well, um, yeah. but he got... Like, as soon as this album came out, it was so awesome, and it was called No One Can Do It Better, and in my opinion, no one could do it better except for maybe Rock Him or something like that, but uh, he got in his car accident, and it fucked up his his larynx and his throat. Oh, his voice shit. was never he the same. He had, like, a real distinct Damn. voice, but, like, his flow was, like, crazy. Oh, and it fucked so up. good. So fast. That's sad, though. And clear as day, too. Yeah. He has a song called... Um, Funky enough is that Funky what it enough is? is Funky another enough one. is his big song you might want to listen to. About it. So anyway, you're in the woods <laughs> listening to dope ass <laughs> fucking music. Basically, in the woods listening to dope ass music. You saw these guys playing in the park in New York, which I did too. Man, the best DJs I've ever seen in my life were in the park in New York. Yeah, playing 45s, <clears throat> doing the sickest things that I learned from them overnight. But man, they were so sick. Anyway, <laughs> back to use. So did you, did that, at that point, make you want to start DJing? Or did that come later? No, nah, that came later. Like, I always liked the 
the whole concept of being able to like entertain people with music. Mm-hmm. But like I used to be, well, I guess somewhat still am, but I used to be like super shy. Got you. So it was like anything that drew attention to me, I didn't, you didn't like it. But I played sports and stuff. That was different though because I wasn't thinking about like the people and stuff that was around. Okay. But yeah, like start saying that, you miss a catch or something. That's like big, oh, or, or it, it, you can go both ways. If you miss a catch, it's like oh, or if you score a touchdown, it's like yay, and everybody's still see, looking that, at you. See that? That's different. But even with football, though, you got the helmet on, so it's like oh, you miss yeah. a catch. Unless people like know who you are, mm-hmm. just like oh, number eight, Mister. But mm-hmm. outside of that, it was like whatever. Basketball was way more amplified. Oh yeah, because it's like everybody is right there, mm-hmm. and then especially like New York too, like basketball is everything. Yep. So it's like going from there to South Carolina, where football was king, it was kind of like a little. Different, mm-hmm. but honestly, yeah, that probably, I think, yeah, honestly, sports probably influenced me more into wanting to get into DJing and like different. actual music. That's different. Only because it's like, if you think about it, like athletes, you listen to music before the game, so mm-hmm. I knew like how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. So in a certain setting, you're playing certain stuff, you're influencing people's emotions. And of stuff. course. Like, that's why you can't play tear the club up anymore. Mm-hmm. People were tearing the club up, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it was like that, Nucky Book, and all the other stuff. I see how it would like influence my moves and stuff before the game. Mm-hmm. So like, I would listen to, but I'd be listening to more like mellow stuff though. Okay. So it's like, while you got these linemen listening to, I'm about to crack your head. All this other stuff, I'm listening to, I don't know, like Willie Hutch, mm-hmm. something Just, like that. Yeah. Literally like something like super smooth, mm-hmm. kind of mellow, because I can't be like too up, because mm-hmm. then. I'm like too wired. I gotta be like loose, like cracking jokes and different yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, nah. Probably sports was probably the thing that later on got me into it. That and then um, I saw who was it? I saw a DJ battle on YouTube. I think it was like a DM. No, it was a Rebel Three Style battle when Puffy won. I think. That what year was that? This was like, I think he won like twenty. 15 okay. or something okay. or whatever else, I think. But, like, when he won and it was just – I'd seen, like, battles and stuff before, but I never really paid attention to mm-hmm. it like that. But, like, it was something about that one and how he blended – obviously, with three style, you blend in the different genres mm-hmm. and stuff. But the way he did his and he kind of put his, like, Caribbean spin on everything. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was, like, another – it was, like, an old battle where I saw, like, Scratch Bastard and um, somebody else. It was somebody. Oh, the Jazzy Jeff, the battle. I think it was, it wasn't like actual, it was like audio or something from when he won like the World Supremacy, whatever, like back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it was like those, and I was like, yo, I want to do that. Yeah. I don't know how they're doing that, but I want to do that. That's good that like you have that, the DJ mindset going into to becoming a DJ, because that's not the case for a lot of a people. Lot of people. <laughs> they're just like, they want it for whatever reason. Which everybody has a reason on why you want to become a DJ, but the fact that you did it because seeing other DJs, yeah. that's dope because like it's a culture it's a culture thing for all of us. Like seeing other people how well they do it and us wanting to imitate that, you can't ask for anything else in this culture. Yeah, and I'm like super competitive too. Mm-hmm. So it's like I try to well, I, I think that just comes from the sports thing. So mm-hmm. it's like oh, I yeah. see I listen to music. Which, as DJs, we all listen to music differently, like, when we got compared to, like, the average consumer. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, it's like, I'll catch when somebody, like, fucks up a transition or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if somebody's blending something in my head, I'm like, oh, not necessarily, like, I can do that better, but it's kind of like, how would I did. do this? Well, I'm not going to lie. I have been places where I'm like, yeah, I could have did that better. Every but, DJ does that. Yeah. And it's, it's like, DJ motto. Yeah. And it's, like, not necessarily it's from, like, a narcissistic standpoint, mm-hmm. but it's more so kind of, like, just I genuinely love DJing. So, it's like, I'll kind of listen to something, like, oh... 
I would, you know, blend this with that or da 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 or whatever else. Or I've been in clubs or whatever and like people DJing and I got my phone up, people think I'm Shazam or something. I'm like, no. Like I'll hear it and because of like I said, my dad used to play the older records, I would hear the sample. I'm Sam, like, oh shit, that's that. Mm-hmm. So like, all right, next time I DJ I can take this to go to this, yep. da, 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 yep. whatever else like that. Like yep. that's how I found the um plies. The Shawty, mm-hmm. that's Earth Wind and Fire, uh Fantasy. Okay. That's the beginning. Shawty. Yeah, literally the mm-hmm. beginning is that I think the first five seconds of it is that Yeah, and when I heard it, I heard the song, I used to listen to the song all the time, mm-hmm. and I think I was in like Belk or something, and they were like playing music, and I heard it, and it was like super random. I was like, "Oh shit!" So you heard the Earth, Wind, and Fire, and you were like, "Yeah," oh, which shit. I had heard both songs like a million times. Mm-hmm. But it was that one time in particular. And it I caught heard you. It. Yeah, and I was like, "It makes sense." Yep, I I love the art of sampling, man. It's like, I mean, obviously everything. We were talking about it beforehand too. Everything, you know, how all these girls now are like Megan, Sweetie, Nikki. They're Sweetie all girls. they're all sampling these records, but those types. Yeah. Of samples are what I find the coolest. Where they can take just that simple little part and just go into it. And I find new samples every day, and it's just like, Damn. it's mind blowing. I love it. That's the best part. That's why, even like, I probably gravitate toward like producer wise, like more like, yeah, old Kanye and stuff, but I love like, you know, Premier, mm-hmm. Pete Rock, um, Dilla, like all of those. Like, I love like the old. Soul sample mm-hmm. stuff. Even that, and then even like some of the other stuff. And even like we was talking about like the girl sampling. Even when, which me and my homeboys were talking about just the other day. I'm really getting tired of like the, the drill stuff. Because mm-hmm. everything sounds the same. Like, it's cool, don't get me wrong, but everything sounds the same. And a lot of them are doing the same thing. They're sampling like these super big songs. Like, I think one of them he sampled You Don't Know My Name. Mm-hmm. It's another one that sampled like some, like, I can't remember, like some popping 90s R&B song mm-hmm. and all that. But it's all the same thing. So I'm like, I wish they would sample some boom bap. Like somebody go out. Like my favorite sample is uh, the sample from "Who Got the Props" mm. by Black Moon. Y'all might not know that song, but it's a dope song. Like it, it's just really cool the way they made like Evil D took that sample and made it into the "Who Got the Props" song. Look up Black Moon Who Got the Props. It's a really good song. Yeah, like I love all that stuff. Like my favorite, I'm not even say hip hop song. My favorite song ever is Pete Rock Seals movie, They Reminisce Over You. And like the sample is like Tom Scott and like California Dreamers. Mm-hmm. So oh. the whole like Woodstock guy mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like listening to it and it's crazy because it's like what put me on that song was NBA Street Volume 2. That was literally on the opening. <laughs> oh, it was the opening. I forgot. Song at yeah, the it was. And it used to just loop the instrumental. Mm-hmm. So I would literally like turn the game on and like go to practice or something. And you know how you can like pick what songs want to be played. Yep. And I would turn every Everything other song off except, except for that, that one. And just listen to it over and over. I did that with a lot of games. If I, because some of them they had just some off the wall shit on there. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I would do that exact same shit. Just. I want to hear this, 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 four songs and repeat. And then, you know, some some systems, like, it would allow you to put, play your own music. I remember Xbox did that. I mm-hmm. think it was, like, the 360. Mm-hmm. You could plug in, like, a USB or, like, a MP3 player or whatever. And you can have it your own music playing play on there. So I'd be playing whatever game to whatever I want to listen to. We used to do that and with, like, that shit was, and, like, Call of Duty. Yep, and that shit was dope. But, yeah, I forgot that song was on NBA Street. That's one of my – if they remake any game – Top five for me. Oh, that's the greatest basketball game yeah. ever made. That's that's I, I put so many hours into that. Wait. Leveled up all the way. Like that, that shit was that shit was good. Damn. Now I want another one. Another one. 
Cause that shit was really good. There's a dude on um, TikTok. I don't know if you guys follow him. He's a DJ. Let me get his name right so I can shout him out. Just B Man is that his name in Charlotte? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I know you're not talking about him, but man, oh, no, he B-Man. has some fire. B Man is like edits. B Man is like my brother. Honestly, in my opinion, B Man is probably like top five best DJs. I'm not even gonna say in Charlotte. B Man is probably one of the best DJs I've ever seen. I've never seen him, but I've seen his his videos and I've from seen, the I've edits. Heard his edits, and I'm like, yeah, these I was are to sick as fuck. Maybe like a month ago, and he was because with him it's like me and him are kind of on the same wavelength as far as like musical taste and just. But the thing that's so dope about him, he's so dope, and I don't think he like really realizes it, and that's what makes it like he's dope. Anytime you try to give him a compliment, he'll like try to like downplay it. But I'm mm-hmm. like, Yo, fuck that, but yeah. like you are, <laughs> you're a genius. Like right, this dude is. We'll get them on here. I think his yeah, edits me. are good because they're musically correct. Like if you hear a lot of these club edits, like on sites, yeah. they just don't transition right. They don't feel right. But his he understands are the music. Best. Like he's literally yes. like a musical scholar. Like he understands. He's like, I would say, a easier accessible quest love. Is he? Mm. Yeah. Is he on any um, record pools or anything? I don't know. I haven't ever seen his name. I've never you seen know, his name pop up. You've never heard any of his edits. Yeah, I, I don't. Does I don't think so. But I think. Key, well, nah, he he'll put he'll him on like put Instagram him on and stuff. Instagram. I want to say if you ask him for him, he'll send him to you because he's done it for me. But he's I don't about to start a Patreon. Him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think I he said September first yeah. or something. He said it the other day, but he's about to start a Patreon when he's about to stop dropping those edits. But I hope he does because I don't want to be like, hey, can I have some of your edits? Yeah, he has my probably my favorite edit that I got from him is um. Mary J. Blige, you remind me. And the sample is a song called like uh, "Funky Chicken" or something crazy like that. Like if you hear it, it's like, what is this? But then when he starts to isolate the drums and it goes into it, I'm like, yo, yeah, that's what he does. Who thinks it is? Like the man, dude is a genius. Though. He's he's amazing. Like, well, B man, if you're listening, we're getting on, we're getting you on here. Yeah, and he's <laughs> straight, in straight up, too, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Let me get that Dropbox link. <laughs> <laughs> B man is like that, yo. So the dude I was talking about though is DJ uh, Hobby Beats. Yeah, he's on Instagram too. Yeah, he he's dope with what he does. He's he, a deep ass voice. Yeah, he does. It's super, it's super it's like deep. Super like Barry White. Yeah, it's like uh, oh, I can't cool. even go that deep. That's cool. It's like oh, oh, I'm back here again with another sample. Songs that you didn't know yeah. were sampled. Yeah, yeah, songs. Yeah. Sunday morning jazz. <laughs> but he does everything live. Really. So he'll you know pitch it down. Speed it up, do whatever you gotta do to make this turn the sample into. Is it all digital yeah. or from vinyl? It's digital. Oh, okay. But still. Yeah, doesn't matter. I just wondered. Yeah, he does. He does it. And he does it. So how did you like? How did you start DJing? Like, where did you get your first equipment and stuff? At Wingate. So it's like my freshman year. We um. So it's like when we when we first got there, we were the at that point the biggest incoming freshman class. So they had to like build more dorms. So they put us at uh, this hotel in Monroe, like Hilltop. No next, way. Yeah, we was at Hilltop next to that. So uh, how many, how many, how many people <laughs> they put there? It, it was a bunch of. Is that big of an overflow? Yeah, it was a bunch of. So Why they didn't accept that many students. Money apparently, but I don't know. Yeah, but like that's <laughs> that's so wild. They were building um what's Beam now. There's like a, a dorm area. What well, they like some apartments like mm-hmm. on campus residence. So they um 
they put us at Hilltop that first semester, and they would shuttle us like back and forth to class or whatever else, or to campus. So that second semester when I got on campus, uh, it was probably like eight of us living in an apartment, but it's like two people in the room, whatever. They wanted, uh, some of my homies wanted to have like a party, whatever. And my homeboy, uh, Chris, he's from Queens. He had a controller. That was the first time I ever saw a controller. Mm. Like never seen one. All I knew was two turntables and a mixer. Mm. Mm. So I saw the controller, whatever else, and I was just like playing around with it. And it was like, I think he just had it. It wasn't like he was like actively DJing. He just had one. So I was like, yo, like, what's that? He told me what it was. And then um, I don't even remember what controller it was. It was like a um, Newmark something. Mm-hmm. So it had it came with Serato or whatever else. Downloaded it, and I was just, like, fucking around playing with it. So they was like, yo, we trying to have this party, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Giles, you're usually the one playing the music in the house. You want to DJ the party? So I'm like, sure. But once again, going back to the whole me hating attention mm-hmm. thing, I'm like, mm. But, you know, party, girls there, whatever. Yeah. So I'm just like, all right, whatever. Yeah. That's good so, attention, though. Yeah. So, but for me, it was like, I was so, like, wrapped up in the music, I wasn't paying attention. So it was like how the apartments are set up. We had it kind of like the controller in the kitchen, like on the counter. And so it's like away, and everybody's in the living room. So I want to say, I think we had like a pajama party or something like that. And it might have been like maybe <laughs> 20, 30 people there mm-hmm. or whatever. So nothing crazy. Yeah, it wasn't nothing crazy. So it was like, oh, people started talking about it. More people started coming in. So I think like the next week, it was like, yo, let's do another one. Then we did another one. And then we did another one. And then it went from me doing that to like literally every weekend, like Saturday, game is over. I'm in the locker room changing getting ready to go, people like, yo, where the party at night? I'm like, bro, I don't know. So literally, it would be people hitting me up, uh-huh. like, yo, come to our apartment, Jefferson, da 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 we having a party. So it's like, I'll be walking through the quad with my controller and my book bag, and people would just see me, and I got, like, a line of people, like, following me wherever. Oh, my God. Oh my God. And I would just go in the apartment, we'll have a party. Uh-huh. And then I remember, I think, uh, when did Project X come out? 2012? Oh, 2012, God. I think, yeah. So we... Saw the movie and was like, oh, we're going to have a Project X party. First of all, we had Winget and Monroe. Like, <laughs> where we messed up was we put it on Twitter. So I think, like, some of the people from Res Life saw it. So, like, we got out there and we might have been going for, like, maybe 45 minutes. But it went from being, like, probably, like, 40 people in this thing in the quad to it was, like, 300 people out there. And it was, like, jam-packed. And I was, like, on a staircase, like, facing the quad. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of my, uh, this dude I knew that went to Wingate, Joey. I think his dad or somebody DJed, he had, like, a house off campus. So he had, like, these big-ass speakers with, like, the subs and everything. Mm-hmm. We had everything, like, set up and, like, blasting music. And at this point, Wingate, um, they hadn't built, like, the promenade. So it was a road that literally went straight through the middle of campus. So it was, like, people that would just – so we would always have, like, random locals that would just come on campus because <laughs> they would hear the music. Yeah. So it was, like, 300 people out there. <laughs> this is like a Bronx party. Basically. Like, basically. Yeah, so it's, like, killer. 300 people out there in the quad, and I'm just, like, playing. I don't even – I think the first song I played was Bugatti. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, blasting the subs of whatever. And then all of a sudden I just hear whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. And you see the lights. They come out there, and they kind of just standing there like this. And it's not, like – you know, people not jumping off of balconies. No, it's just everybody Sloppy. in a collective area just yeah. having fun. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, yeah, y'all can't do this, da 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 da, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But then it went from that to every weekend, they kind of let us party. Then they ended up asking me to like, um, once I graduated, I, I started grad school. So it's like I graduated December, started grad school January. So they started asking me to like, hey, you want to DJ the basketball games? Hey, you want to DJ the football mm, games? Stuff okay. like that. And then 
That's a good connection though, just off of doing that. Yeah, because we almost got arrested that night. We actually almost got arrested like multiple times, <laughs> like just for like the noise and stuff. Is that what they were blaming it on? Mm, sure. It would be noise, but it was like you got locals. Two yeah. locals yeah. having fun. Yeah, so you have locals and you got like underage kids. Oh, uh, okay. People drinking, people probably indulging in some stuff that they yeah. shouldn't be yeah. allegedly. He, he, allegedly, alleg- <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying allegedly. <laughs> Fucking mayors out there too. Yeah, like, <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Nah, because if you ever been to, like Wingate, yeah, I've, I've Small. Been, Wingate, I've been you can Wingate. pass through Wingate yeah. in like mm-hmm. three minutes. So it's like you got everybody. Like it got to the point where I remember we would come to like Charlotte. Um, damn, what's that? It was like Alley Cats or something like that. It was like uh. That was a club. Oh, was yeah. this like over there by like Bar Charlotte and all that? I think yeah. It was, it was like, right there in the middle of, yeah. Yeah, because I think it went from Alley Cats to like Phoenix to wherever mm-hmm. it is now. So like we would come to like Alley Cats like every Thursday. But it got to the point where we was doing the parties and stuff so much. I remember being in it like randomly, randomly one time. And this dude like walked up and like dapped me up. Like, yo, Giles, what's up? I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> he's like, yo, I was at the party last weekend. Oh, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> you and everybody else. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, there's no, first, there's nothing to do down there. So it's like, I get it, but. I guess for me it was just like I'm in Charlotte. Why? Like why an are you? hour away. Like why do you like mm-hmm. why are you coming down there? But I mean it, it was cool. I guess that's funny. That that's that scene though back in like that time was fun. Oh yeah. The 2012, 2014, 2010, just anywhere in between there that was that was fun because it was like when the the music was good too. They were making music for that party. that party shit. Because that's mm-hmm. like that uh, coming. I guess like somewhat on the back end of like that Travis Porter like all that Roscoe Dash mm-hmm. and all that. like I was like a huge Travis Porter fan like I remember my uh yeah. first Xbox like gamer tag was like different tur after one of them right so it was like you had like and I want to say we used to do these um spring concerts and they would let us like vote on who we wanted as an artist and my freshman year was like some country group in somebody and then I think. My oh, it might have been like New Boys my freshman year, and I think my sophomore. New year, Boys that tie me down. Yeah, it was like <laughs> New Boys. What was the other song they down. had? Like you're a jerk. That's you're them, a right? jerk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is that them too? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So it was like they came. I think my f- no, I think that was my sophomore year, and then my junior year, we got Travis Porter. Finally, you said yes. Yo, listen, <laughs> that concert was and it sucked because it rained. I think like early that day, so like the choir mm. was like all muddy. It was people hanging off of like balconies because they had it. They used to have it by the calf, like it's like a little field, and then they had it like in the middle of Jefferson. There's like some apartments on campus. Mm-hmm. And it was like a big ass quad. They had it there, and you literally had people like hanging off of like balconies. I want to say somebody probably fell, but it was like people hanging off of like <laughs> allegedly. Balconies and stuff. And then, <laughs> they still looking at that lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, but um, after that they stopped having it there and they moved it back over by the calf. So uh-huh. it was like we had Travis Porter, and then the next year we had Big Crit. That Big Creek concert might be the second best concert I ever went to. He's he's dope. I saw him open up for uh, Cole in 2011. Man, how many J. Cole concerts have you been to? A lot. Like 10, 12, 14, somewhere in there. You like J. Cole? You like J. Cole? No, nah, he's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, so he opened up for Cole, like, for, like Cole's first, like one of his first tours, um, Energy. Oh, a yeah. dude brought some energy. Because I want to say when he performed, it was when he had that song, uh, Mount Olympus. Mm-hmm. So it was like right around that time. Oh, okay. Kendrick so dropped was, Control. Uh-huh. And everybody was up. So and that up. was after I even saw him because 
he only had like country shit. That was like his yeah. big one then. Which I all of I'm not even remember how I found found out about Crick. It might have been like when he had like uh when live mixtapes was real big. Oh yeah. Every Friday I would go on live mixtapes. Figure out what's stuff. Mm-hmm. and I like Crick because going back to the whole soul sample thing, mm-hmm. he samples a lot of like Willie Hutch and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, now nah, that Crick concert was, yeah, that was probably the second best. I think the yeah second best concert I ever went to. The best one was probably Cole. When he had it was like him, YG, Big Sean, um, twenty fourteen Force Hills. Mm-hmm. That yeah. one. The one when it came to Charlotte, and then the next one when he went to Fayetteville was when he brought out Drake and Jesus. Yep. And, and I'm I'm I talk about this. I literally said that I was listening to the uh, live album the other day, and the only reason I didn't go to that show I was living in Greensboro at the time, and so I came down to the Charlotte one. I actually, just it came from my memories the other day because I get like pit tickets to all that shit. So I set pit for that one, and I could have bought pit tickets to Fayetteville. I had them and everything, but I didn't know anybody in favor at the time, and I didn't have, I didn't think I had the bankroll at the time to get a hotel and shit. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about Fayetteville too, so I was like, eh, probably need to just chill out on that one. Fucked up. <laughs> that's probably the biggest. Like when I talk about you know not going to see concerts, that's probably my biggest fuck up. My homeboy went. My uh, my boy Brooks, which is funny. He uh, I guess it was some girl he was messing with or whatever. She bought tickets, and he went. And he's actually in, like, the documentary. It's like when um, Cole was performing um, Fire Squad. Mm-hmm. They pan, and it's like this, like, random white dude in the front with a bunch of black people, like, going crazy. I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. He's literally right there going yeah. crazy. And I'm like, what are the odds? Like, that's just, Oh, that's him? Yeah. That's funny. That's why I was watching it, and I was sitting there. He didn't <laughs> even know. I literally was watching it. And I'm that like, would have been me with him. I would have been with him, though, at that time. I was like, oh, shit. And I called him, and he, like, went. He's like, oh, shit. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, it would have been me and him in there, like, straight up turning up, probably. Yeah. No, no, he was going crazy. That's crazy. funny. I, I'm just... Mad I didn't go to that. The fact that he brought out Drake and Jay Z is just and it's in favor, which not downplaying favor, but it's like you oh, you can downplay yeah, favor. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean more like if you would expect something like that at like a like a big city, but it, Brooklyn I guess it also or any, sense, something though, like that. Yeah, he's from Fayetteville, so yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. but for him and especially the magnitude of it of like Jay Z and favor mm-hmm. or Drake and favor, like what are the odds? Yeah, yeah, it's the, that the only reason they would even be there is because of him. Like straight up, like you're not. Yeah. They're not coming to Fayetteville for any other reason. They don't, that, they don't even come to Charlotte, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just go to Raleigh or Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. When's the last time Jay came? I mean, was it? He came he, for four four four. Jay did. Yeah. Then I think before that might have been when him and Beyonce did the collab, the collab yeah. one together. I remember that it was, wasn't here though, was it? Nah, they I didn't do nah, I think it might have been. Wa- was it Watch the Throne? Because I know my my homeboy Chris. He um. Now nah, Watch the Throne was in Greensboro. It was something. He came here. She came to Charlotte for something. Yeah, my know, homeboy I Chris. Been to Charlotte, I remember yeah. he had tickets. Yeah. He went. Um, it was back. I know he came like when it was a bubble back in the day because they were doing like giving it, out tickets. It was stuff. four. He came for four, four, four. Mm-hmm. That That's probably then, right? Because yeah, yeah. I bought. I, I lived in. It was when I just moved to Charlotte and I lived in Uptown at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was checking my. I was going to buy tickets. I was checking my Snapchat map just to see like the updates. You know, people get in there, they'll start posting. The doors were supposed to open at like eight, and they hadn't even opened yet. Well, the show was supposed to start at eight, and the doors hadn't even opened yet. So I was like, I waited, waited, waited. I was on like StubHub, waited, found a seat like ten rows back for like hardly nothing, like hundred bucks. And I was like, Yep, I'm in there. Bought it, printed it out, walked right up there. And even by the time I walked up there, they hadn't even started the show yet. 
So I like went to sip, grabbed a drink, and then by the time That's wild. it was ready, I was like, "Yeah, it was that that show was dope." I want to see him. I saw I saw him one time too. Where I don't, I guess this doesn't happen every time, but uh, Timberland was DJing for him. That's hard. That shit was dope. Forced. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and again, I was at a monster truck rally this weekend, and I thought it was really cool that they were doing donuts. Forrest was DJing that one. Yeah. That shit was cr- like. <laughs> I thought about that. How was that Forrest? It was badass. How was DJing for Monster Jam? That was flipping awesome. What'd you play? It's rock. It's just a bunch of rock. First song that comes on, I got it from the DJ who did it the year before, and it was like "Shake That Ass for Me." It was like a DJ Silver <laughs> ch- song over with "Shake That Ass for Me" over some rock, and I was like, "Yoink!" <laughs> Cut it right off. There was a bunch of kids there playing Good clean job. shit. I was you like, did a great job. Playing, I mean, the I'm DJ there before they played there, <laughs> and then they, then the people in the booth gave me their playlist, and the first song was like. High on, like, riding that train, high on cocaine. I was like, what the hell? What? This is what you wanted me to play? Cut that off. <laughs> Cut to BTO or something like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, this That's is So ridiculous. it was badass, but every song they gave you was terrible. <sighs> exactly. Yeah. But I had to pull out of my ass. Like, the thing is, I didn't know exactly what I was supposed to play or anything like that. Did you play the YMCA? Yes, I did. I told you that. I yeah. had the request for YMCA. For Who the requested it? Uh, one of the announcers or oh, okay. something. I mean, did it go off? It's I played. Really I played cool. the chicken dance. Oh, it, it went. It oh, went I don't have the like chicken crazy. dance in my library. Definitely don't. It went off like crazy. Because you know why I don't have the chicken dance in my library? Because a, it's the worst song in history. B, because every wedding I've ever done, almost, they have specifically said that they don't want the chicken dance. It's well, funny you said that because I literally met with some people uh, last Thursday. Yeah. I'm DJing their wedding in wedding in Wilmington next month. And they gave me a list of songs to do not play. And that's only well, that I, was number I, one. <laughs> well, I may have downloaded it is too. That, is that is that a very okay? Now I don't know because you I didn't start really pokey. going to weddings until I was in them, which was probably 2013, 14. Mm-hmm. Has like the chicken dance over time been like a huge wedding song for traditional no corny I, weddings? I, this is the first and only time I've ever played it, and maybe the second time I've ever played. I feel like that's like more like southern tradition thing. Is it? It goes kind of polka-y, so I thought it was like a northern thing. I've never, well, to be fair, I haven't. Actually, no, chicken dance is a polka, is a polka. But but the fact that like, but I've only heard it down here though. That's That's an Oktoberfest type song. But people are so big and so adamant on not playing that. Yeah. Which I get it, I would never even play it anyways. Like, if you want line dances, I'll give you the typical BS line dances, but for, I would never play the chicken dance. Well, I didn't really know what I was getting into when I did this monster truck thing. <laughs> what do I you got mean there, like, monster trucks? What, you, do you, what do you expect to be there demographically? White. I didn't have any idea. White. I knew a lot of country music. <laughs> I mean, I figured a lot of country music, a lot of clean stuff. I didn't know there would be as many kids as there was. Oh, yeah. that's all. I I like I've then. never <laughs> been to a monster truck rally. <laughs> I feel like it's more popular with like kids. It, it was. It's a very I big kid. I can see yeah, why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, oh, he was killing it in there. And the that, last that, that one at all. Two minutes, like two minutes before they were supposed to start, they asked me if I had the national anthem. Nice. I'm like, nope. uh, no, no. Yeah. But I luckily, I got there an hour and a half early too, and I downloaded the Star Spangled Banner is the name of it. I'm sitting there googling national anthem. That's oh. no, that's what I do. Like, uh, I just have it just in case for the soccer game. Uh, yeah. Just in case some of their shit fucks up, because you have to play it. You prep for that. I did a boxing event, and they asked. 
for me to have it, so that's why I have it now. I, I downloaded the Alan Jackson version of it, and that's probably why. <laughs> I have like that's probably that's why because that's what I was suggested to me, so I, I did like it. And that's that. probably why I teared up during it. He I was mean, singing it. Yeah, it was actually pretty good too. Oh, so you didn't do just uh, there was see there was supposed to be a singer. There was supposed to be a singer, and they're like the singer, the national anthem person or whatever, just went down. So can you play it? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? Like, it's like a sports injury. Like yeah. ACL I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. And they I arrived and they were warming up and all like, of a sudden uh, they just fell. They just tore their vocal cords. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really care. Either way. I they would have done an acapella. So I played a lot of like music with like strong intros like Panama by Van Halen and Rage Against the Machine. and Those are good selections. All kinds of stuff like that. And You should play Baby Shark. Uh, it was on my playlist. But I didn't get to play it. Play Kids would have loved that. Play but corn. what? No, I didn't play Woodstock that. Woodstock '99 shit. <laughs> oh God! I Speaking of, let's, yeah. So oh, let's let's I, get into that documentary. By the way, I've never seen it, and it seems trendy. Yeah, it's very trendy. Have you seen it? Nah, I saw people talking about it. Yeah. It's it was crazy. It's like I mean, y'all saw Firefest. Did y'all watch those documentaries? Mm-hmm. I I, I think I did. Knew, but I didn't watch it, but I'm like, Firefest was crazy too. Nothing but more it was just the Woodstock was the earlier version of that pretty much like it, it actually happened they they basically put people out there not in grass but on concrete it was at oh, an air force base where New York. in woodstock i think i was gonna go but i because i was in woodstock? pennsylvania but i did what what like woodstock is that like a like actual new york okay. state yeah right? so they had the first one in 69 where it was like uh who all was there at that, at that one. For which one? No, like no Bob one. Dylan. Like the original one? Yeah, the original one. Oh, Carlos Santana, just like. Yeah, Bob, I think Super, Bob Dylan. Yeah. Who was that guitarist? Jimi Hendrix that did a national anthem yeah. there? Oh. Yeah. So it's an actual place. I know it's a festival, but it's like an actual place, like how Coachella's in, like, yeah. whatever. It's yeah, I think it's, it's yeah. called. Is it called Woodstock? Yeah, it I is. Don't, no, it's, it's in Rome, I think. It, it was in. Um, Rome, New York, I thought. There is a place called Woodstock, New York. It's town, yes, there is. but where they did it, it was uh, called Rome. It was Rome, okay. So they did it in Rome, New York, and th- in 99. And this one, they they did it at some Air Force base, and obviously it's all concrete. And then they fenced around it. So basically you got all these people fenced in in this festival. And their 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 water, like their free water supply was super dirty if you wanted to buy water it was like four bucks a bottle which at the time it's 99 that's a lot it's even a lot for now but it kept going up too yeah and then it was like 12 dollars capitalism yep and then like their food just wasn't the best but they so they did it for three days and the first day was kind of chill and nothing much going on the second day oh here's where they fucked up too they would do the festival until like eleven or twelve at night, but then they would have a rave afterwards, like in the uh, in a hangar, the hangar, yeah, in a hangar. So they'd have a hangar and a rave, a rave and a hangar, and so they would do that all morning, and then the next day festival, rave at night, like non So it was just non-stop. It was no settling down for them. It was constant party. A lot of things are. It's cool. Especially raves. Back, it's cool. back in that time period. Now it was fine huge. until they had. Um, but see, their acts weren't all very mellow. Like they had, uh, who was it, Cheryl Crow, maybe, and people hated it because the crowd that was there was predominantly male and very aggressive male. Because they had, uh, what, Rage Damn. Against the Machine was there. So how many like Limp dozens was there? of sexual assaults were there? A lot, a lot, That's Jesus, a lot. Man. 
So that uh, was a big problem. On an Air Force base, an active Air Force base? Uh, I don't or, think anymore. No. Okay. Was um, previous. But Limp Biscuit performed. And he did like you go watch the video it breaks the break stuff. They had DMX, no Limp Biscuit, Corn, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Kid Rock, Metallica, Creed. That is a concert I would not <clears throat> want to go to even today. Yeah, it was rough. So they did all that, even if it was put together well. And then the last day of the rave, uh, who was DJing? Fatboy Slim. Yeah, Fatboy Slim was <laughs> DJing. Gross. And somebody drove a van. Up into the hangar. Was it an ambulance? Yeah, or, was yeah it was an ambulance. ambulance. They like hijacked it and was like driving up into the hangar. People were hanging off of it, partying, whatever. And they got Fat Boy Slim out of there. Like, you got to go. We'll grab your records. You got to go. So they did that. And that was the last night. And then the following day, they had a couple of bands play. And then it just got bad. People just started tearing shit up. And when I say tearing shit up, they tore down and burned everything. The mistake was they started handing out candles. Yes. Why would you do that? As like a visual at the end of the night, but obviously you're handing candles to a bunch of drunk people with on drugs on, on everything, shit. whatever drugs. And what so, happened to the people that put this party on? They're they still telling that. the story. Well, <laughs> they in the jail? main guy, no. like the main guy is like dead. Um, he died. Um, From what? Like, like, Shame. No, he was just old age. Because he was like one of the original guys. He was the dude was like sixty nine. Oh, he died after that happened. After the documentary. Oh, I thought you were saying like he died like damn. Like Like two months later after the documentary was like made or something. Oh, was it? Yeah, he died of freaking embarrassment. I hope. No, now that it came out, that it was made. Oh, okay. It just came out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. what, What you're telling me sounds pretty damn criminal. It is. It wasn't as criminal as Firefest, but yeah. they weren't like ripping people off. People just didn't really know what they were getting into okay, when they well, went then there. Massive lawsuits. Yeah. For the sexual that conduct cases. Bad security. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm surprised. Oh, they didn't the, the, no! The, security was partying. I'm surprised they didn't go yeah, after the national government. On they this. were just like smoking weed and chilling. Like okay, they weren't cool. There was not enough security for that. Many no, they, it was like what two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, people? I'm too I'm too old and judgy for this shit. And then like this is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not watching that. Chaos. No, you should watch it. Okay, I might. <laughs> <laughs> if you convinced me, but so what? what I mean, you, you're probably gonna you scratch your head. How do you want to talk about this? <laughs> but I'm just saying, just how crazy it was. Like, oh, it's I haven't seen it. I'm it sorry. it probably besides like some firefest shit because that's different. I don't see Woodstock happening like that again today. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Nah, no. just because they're going to be too preventative now, especially after that knowledge is out too about how bad that was. Well, it also depends on who like throws it. Like if people from Coachella can throw it, or the people who do what's that thing, Burning Man. So tried to do something like that, mm-hmm. it probably would go off. Like they were like saying too, because obviously Woodstock, like the first one, was all about peace and love, and then this one just it was just. It's I I, I think personally, yeah. the reason why it became what it became was because of who they booked, and they even oh, talked about that. Oh yeah, when you when he read off that list right there, I'm like, that's not something I would want to no. go to. That's all, all dude bands. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hardcore too. You gotta go watch the documentary. <laughs> I, I I guess I do. And your yeah. mind will be blown. It's it's crazy. My my mind is blown every day by things. Well, this will tell you the the story leading up to it, how everybody thought they were good to go, and 
They got there and it was the worst time of their my life. My mind was blown up about the monster truck rally. My mind was blown up as how how awesome I thought it was. And I thought about it afterwards. I was like, that was so cool. I'm smiling, watching these people do donuts. And I'm like, <laughs> we're getting stoked over cars doing donuts. Yeah. This is Your mind was blown when you learned what Blanco meant, too. <laughs> That's funny. God, dude, I still can't believe that. <laughs> and that you were serious. Yeah. That's fucked I up. I was serious. Did you go home and learn like learn your Spanish? No. I'm gonna get you like uh, Door of the Explorer videos and let you watch them. Don't they? Don't you teach it on there? They got Duolingo too, like an app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn you some Spanish. I don't know a lot, but I know more than. Do you know what metrification is? I I posted it in in on our group text the other day. No, what does it mean? Exactly. You can't know everything about everything. Yeah, but you know you know the basics about some stuff. But you don't know what metrification is? <laughs> I don't need to know what metrification is. <laughs> Why I do I need to know what Blanco is? Because you might be talking to a Hispanic person like Manny. And you might be talking to a, a, a mathematician someday. Um, never. Actually, <laughs> actually, if you really want to know, I left math in high school. You're talking so to one right math. here. I don't care. I, or philosophy. I, as long as I can read BPMs and know that 64 is half of 128... I'm good God, to go. I'm sorry, Giles. It's cool. <laughs> this is funny. This is funny. But Giles, did you get your uh, grad degree? In yeah. what? In what? In what? Uh, sports management. Oh, that's cool. That's a good one. Probably not a lot of math required there. Nah, there's a lot of... Um, well, we actually had... I know for undergrad, we had to do be. like econ... Um, what was it? We had to take economics... Something else. Mm-hmm. Something else. I remember I had to take like uh like micro macro. I would yeah. think so. Quantitative reasoning. Oh, oh, I'm sure that was fun. That sounds <laughs> super easy. It's like <laughs> really, it's the common sense of math. Literally, that's all it is. Oh, okay. It sounds no like way more technical than it is. Quantitative <laughs> reasoning is literally like, like uh, I can't even think of it. It's like basic stuff. Like so, sports management is that more like business classes? Uh, nah, sports management more it's it's kind of broad, but for the most part, it's like anything dealing with like sports and entertainment stuff. So like whether it be running a venue, uh, coaching, front office oh, okay. stuff, or like concerts or that is some awesome. That's a yeah, it's like super awesome. it's broad. broad. It's okay. like really broad. So like I know people who like one of my homeboys, Dan. He used to well, he works. I forgot the name. I think it's like Quint Events now, but. He used to work, uh, he used to be one of the managers for, like, Crown in um, Fayetteville. Okay. So, yeah, like, yeah. concerts and all that other stuff. I think, like, the company he works for now, they do, they got, like, accounts with a bunch of different stuff. Like, he went to the Super Bowl. They did oh, stuff at shit, the Super that's Bowl. Dope. Yeah, They that's do cool. stuff with NASCAR. They do stuff with whoever. Um, one of the girls that was in my uh, grad Man. classes, Kayla, her, she works for, like, a company in Greensboro. They pretty much get paid to go to other cities and see what events they do. And then try to bring those events to Greensboro. So she gets paid. She worked for the Coliseum? Nah. Okay. It's, it's something. I think, it, I don't know if it's, I don't want to say it's the city of Greensboro, but it's something where okay. they pretty much they go different places and see the different events and talk to different people. And then they try to bring stuff like that or that maybe specific thing to Greensboro. Got you. But it's like super broad. So you can That's pretty do cool. anything. Can you do like uh, work for like an agency or something? Yeah. Too? So Just like one like of my homeboys. Like an agent um, for oh, shit. He's probably worked agent. for ESPN or anything like that. We too. had yeah. people that worked for ESPN. Um, That's pretty cool. My homeboy, Aug, he's an um, agent. He got, I think one of his clients plays for like the Browns. Okay. 
Yeah, I think he plays for like the Browns or something like that, and then it's like a it's a whole bunch of stuff you can do with it. I'm not even into sports, and I'm like, that's awesome. No, nah, it's, it's it's dope. If I went back to school, I would do some shit like that. I mean, yeah, it's 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 not that hard. Like for the most part, it's more so a bunch. Well, at least with us at Wingate, it was like a bunch of like kind of like public speaking stuff. You're doing like presentations mm. and stuff with people because for the most part, that's what you're gonna be doing. Yeah, you're gonna be doing presentations, working with people. So it's a lot of like group work and stuff like that. I think the hardest class I might have had was um, I'm, sports law wasn't even hard. Which you got to know sports law stuff too, because there's anything as far as the Woodstock thing you're talking about, like lawsuits and all that other stuff. Yeah. Having to learn how to like prevent stuff like that, and depending on the teacher, you study certain stuff. So like my professor, I think we studied. Um, this is some deep shit. They do like different sports cases. It was one that we studied. It wasn't Woodstock. It was something like a concert. Oh. When they, because uh, they actually got a documentary on Netflix um, about like, what is it, like uh, like House and EDM and all that, like when it came like real big in like the UK and all that, and they was doing those like raves like out in the middle of like fields and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of the guy's name, DJ. He's like a real famous like house DJ. Black, older black ball. Carl him. Cox. Him. Like he's on there. Wow. So it's like they were talking about how back when they used to do like those raves in the um, uh, like fields and all yeah. types of crazy stuff. So, like, we literally would study, like, stuff like that and how to not let something like that happen. Mm-hmm. And um, say anything from, like, if you're in a stadium and Beyonce is coming, like, how to prepare prepare as far yeah. as, like, seating, how to set the stages up and, like, how to optimize as much space as possible. Damn. Or now, make now it for this that, is a deep subject. It for, really is. Now, for that, for, like, the concert thing, like a, is it, it's typically the artist that decides that. Nah. No? So with that, it's more so like, well, I'm not going to say that. I think it's more that goes into it. But as far as like the venue, like say if Bad Bunny is coming to Spectrum Mm -hmm. and they're like, all right, so we're thinking like, okay, there's going to be X amount of people. First of all, you got to know how many people that the stadium can act, well, the arena can actually fit. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're going to put stuff over stage setup, how you can set it up to get as many people um, anywhere from like the, you know, when you look at tickets. How certain tickets cost more than of others. Course, yeah. And guess what? That type of stuff. That's a lot of math, Derek. Nah, it is. It actually that part it <laughs> is. I know like what the math. Forty nine ninety nine times three thousand is. What is it? Uh, in my calculator. <laughs> 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 but I know how to do it. It's not like it's. I don't know. I'm not solving. Plus all the fees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I mean that stuff they got like departments for all that, but for the most part it's like that type of stuff, or even with like sporting events. Like, if this is coming here, like, oh, like, how they hosted, like, All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. And now they had to do, like, all the logistics of as far as, I think they had, what, the celebrity game at, like, Bojangles. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, so you got to know all this other stuff. Then you got um the risk management stuff, which is making sure you um following, like, all the uh, – the stuff for people being like wheelchair accessible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That type the of ADA stuff. and all that. Yeah, 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 that. yeah. Um, making sure people like this is a certain height, so if somebody falls or whatever else, like all that other preventative stuff. Oh sure, all the fun like mm-hmm. standard and guidelines. So. Yeah, making yeah. sure like doors have mm-hmm. to be like a certain length so that like a wheelchair can get mm-hmm. through it. Making sure like yeah, make sure you have wheelchair accessible places. Yeah, even stuff as far as like fire alarms, like the little the light, mm-hmm. it has to be viewable. Because if a fire was to happen and say for whatever reason the person can't hear the alarm, at least they'll see the light. But if it's covered up, they can't see it. Right. Something happened. That's a lawsuit. That's, That's a lot. lot. <laughs> it is. But how many? Do you, do you look at all that whenever you this? go to like events? No. Now it's like it's certain stuff. It's like anything in school. It's like 
Pythagorean theorem. I've never had to use that <laughs> ever. You know See, what I'm saying? No, I've no. never had. That's math. That. But it is certain stuff though that like you kind of remember. It For me, it's like only the stuff that I thought that was like kind of interesting. Cool, yeah. Now it's like I think about it. Like if I go somewhere, I'm like, oh, I wonder how long this took for them to do this or all that other stuff. But Right. For the most part, I don't really. Now, I'm not downplaying math whatsoever as far as, like, yes, there's plenty of people out there that use it and apply it. You use math every day. You just don't know it. Basic math. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I stopped doing that in second grade. Fourth, no, fourth use, grade. You use fifth math. Grade. I mean, it's and math. I said this, I think, when Overcash was here. You use math every day with every decision you make. You just don't realize it. That's quantitative reasoning. Yeah. That actually is quantitative reasoning. With yeah. and that, but that's and stuff. simple stuff, I feel like. It's still math. I, I'm not using these equations and no. things. I'll never use them. You play pool? Time to time. That's geometry. That's math. What about golf? Yeah, but I'm not. That is, but okay. Math in the sense of how I'm saying, like, I don't have to sit down and solve anything. You don't have to solve for X or anything like that. I understand. Yes. Yeah. But still, what it comes I, to I it. do use math, of course. Golf, yes. It's The hole's 107 yards away. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I need this club. Yes. But it's not oh, It's not me sitting down being like, damn. Okay, let's see. <laughs> 107 if you're I not, hit it. You're not targeting. 52 yards no. in the air. Now, now, all that is applied. Now, don't get me wrong. All of it is because if you become a professional golfer, you have somebody that so looks at all this. You know the wind. Do they carry wind? Are they allowed to carry, like, wind? No, like they just go wind meters. Really? They pick pick the grass up, throw it in the air, see which way it's going. I just lick my finger. Light my breeze finger in, in your back. You don't even do. You don't even do golf. He carries he carries the clubs and drives a golf cart. Yeah. How many bags can you carry? Probably None. Two. He sits them on my golf cart, yeah. and I just tell him. Man, Manny's fun to golf with, actually. Though. Yeah. I'll be like, Manny, uh, I need a seven iron. I just grab the seven iron, give it to me. Is it because there's a seven on it? Maybe is it yeah. written? Everybody in has Spanish? Uh, <laughs> no. All the numbers look alike. Everybody, <laughs> everybody has numbers numeral. on their clubs. Even professional. If I, if I ever get clubs, I'm gonna make sure they're all Roman numerals. See, that's just extra. It is, and it's just stupid. And I wouldn't really do that. You know that. I don't know. <laughs> oh my we god. We don't know. Anyway. All right. So you're doing the college shit. When did you move to Charlotte? Uh, twenty. 16, so I think it was like my last, going into my last semester in grad school. Now, did you um, now were, did you already have a job? Were you just in school? So, I was finishing up the last semester. So, our grad classes for sports management, at least, were in Ballantyne. So okay. So, that first year, so it's a two-year program. I did it in like a year and a half. They so have like, a campus over there? Yeah, it's okay. like... uh. It's Yeah, it's like, I think, Wingate, literally Wingate Ballantyne campus, but it's like only the grad, it's like the... Sports management, and then everybody who's getting like their MBAs and stuff. Okay, we're like we're all in like one building, but it's also I think like other businesses or whatever. Right, like, right. That's like the I guess the business thing or the building. But um, I initially I was staying on campus, which I somehow ended up for that first year got like free housing mm -hmm. through a mistake that somebody made. So Perfect. I never questioned it. <laughs> Hell yeah. So I was staying on campus, but obviously going into next year. I was going to have to pay, so mm -hmm. I was like, nah. And it was from Wingate to Ballantyne, was like an hour or whatever. Mm -hmm. So getting to class was crazy because at the time I was working at the Aquatic Center in Monroe. So I would have to like leave work. Our class is at 6. I would have to leave work at like 5. Mm -hmm. And then I'm getting caught in traffic at like 45. So I was like, I'm going to just move to Charlotte. I'll be closer. And then I've just applied for a job. So I, I started working for um, 
the county park and rec. Mm-hmm. I was working in a rec center as like a rec assistant or whatever else. And um, came up here, finished out the last semester. And the plan was supposed to be, you know, because when you go to college, you get a degree. And that's supposed to guarantee you a job. <laughs> right. Um, Always um, works. Every time. You know, exactly. 100%. <laughs> so the plan was I was going to, because we had like some connects with one of my um, professors. We had, one of my professors actually was like the head of guest relations for the Panthers. So the plan was I was going to try to like get in with them and do something like maybe like front office. Then I had like another coach, not coach, a uh, professor who had connections with somebody with the Bills. But the plan was to try to get in somewhere like front office, whatever, or getting a coaching, whatever. So I ended up, when I finished, I was only supposed to be working at Park and Rec for that couple months mm-hmm. and then getting to this. And that couple months turned into five years. God. Yeah. So, um, I came and then it was just like I was living with some of my friends from um, college, or whatever. We got like an apartment together, and it was like at this point, like I wasn't even I was I would go back to Wingate and like DJ stuff, mm-hmm. but at this point it was like I wasn't looking at DJing as far as like I could really make money for mm-hmm. it because I was still kind of stuck in that whole traditional go to school get a job that type of course, thing. yeah. So and like my people don't that's what they was preaching or whatever, but. Um, I wasn't looking at that, and then I also didn't like know any like at that point DJs, mm-hmm. like close like personal DJs that were like making money. Mm-hmm. So it was just like whatever. So I came and was working or whatever else, and it got to the point where I was like broke, broke, like broke, broke. So I was working parking rec. I would DJ every now and then, but nothing crazy. And then I was working guest relations with the Panthers, and that literally was like when you go into the stadium and you see those people that like. Standing like by the elevators mm-hmm. or like on the steps directly where to go. That's all I was doing. Right. So I literally was just sitting there. And then with that. But that's only a certain, that's yeah. only once a week. Yeah. And it's, it depends on the schedule too. So it's like, I think you're guaranteed, I think it's what, like eight home games? Mm-hmm. That, and then we got paid once a month. So it's not even like you get <laughs> oh paid. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's like, if it's a month where they got five away games and they only got one home game, mm-hmm. you only get paid for that one home yeah. game. How, how much were you getting paid from one game? It was like minimum wage. So it was like, for our, however many hours, so like if they pay, they play at one. We would have to be at the stadium by like ten, and then the game ends at four, depending on like the normal game. It's a regular. Mm-hmm. It's like four. they're depending on people to want to work there. Yeah, sounds like. Yeah, I mean, basically Were for there that. Any thing. benefits to working there besides minimum wage? I mean, I met some players. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, like I met some people, and then it was like you, you kind of. We've all met some people, but what did you get out of it? I met some people. That was it. Literally, that was it. For the most part, as far as that, because that's like an entry thing. So it's like you have people who got like regular, like real jobs, and they kind of do that on the side. Just for fun. Yeah, like they do it for that. Or, but there's also people who've been doing that for like years. Mm-hmm. Like possible years. to move Since up the stadium opened. I mean, uh, you can, but it's like anything. And that was my only, I'm not going to say my only plight with like sports management stuff. A lot of stuff with sports managers is more so like, especially if you're trying to get into like the front office stuff. Only way you really moving up is if somebody dies, they retire, or they get fired. Sounds like the post office. Yeah. Kind of. So yeah. it just depends, but it's like it's real big on like networking and stuff, which I actually got like some DJ gigs from just like that's random what, people. That's what the benefit was, yeah. networking. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was like random people that I would just like talk to, and I would like, you know, see whatever else. That and then like one of my teammates um, – uh, D'Angelo Williams, that's his brother, okay. Josh Covington. Mm-hmm. So it's like we would come up here all the time, and it'll be like us hanging out with like him, or he'll come to like Wingate or whatever else. So it's like um, 
he was there. Like Tolbert would mm-hmm. be there, mm-hmm. and then it was um I met I can't remember the dude name um it wasn't Bradbury. Oh, you remember when the Panthers played the Falcons and Julio had like three hundred yards? Oh on? yeah, went off on him. Yeah, the corner Ben Ben Wickery, I think that was his name. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I met his mom the <laughs> game before. Uh-huh. Well, I think it, yeah, it was the game before because when he went off on them, that was in Atlanta. It was like the game before, and then it was the next game. <laughs> Yeah. He went off for three hundred, and then they cut him. Which yeah, su- but she was like super cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, you can't give up three hundred yards. He gave up three hundred. Three hundred yards. Yard. All right, so look, some games was like a quarterback um, that gave up three hundred. No, a it corner. Was a, it was a corner. It's corner. So so I right, put it this way. How do you give some up? people like um, well, uh, Jalen Ramsey, who's a really good corner in the, in the NFL. Some games he he might give up ten yards. What does that even mean, giving up? Like you let a, a let receiver catch, catch the ball, the ball on, you. on you for a certain amount. Oh yeah. shit! So it's, the person like you're covering, yeah, he gained three hundred yards. Three hundred yards. He Whoa. went off <laughs> on him. He went off on him. I would just retire after. <laughs> I mean, well, well, I'm not cut. gonna retire. He got cut, which I mean, I don't know that was Julio. That was unfair, yeah. but I mean, that's Julio. But still, it's, you know, it's three hundred yards. Three hundred. It's a lot of. It's a lot of that's yards. So that's the football field three times. So you're working minimum wage. Yeah, that I was doing that. I was working which. Parking rec, I was part-time, that's minimum wage, and then with part-time, you can only work, uh, what, I think for us it was like 20 hours or something like that, and then I was DJing, which would be every blue moon or something like that, so literally I was like, by the grace of God, like scraping by or whatever else, and then I ended up, um, I think like a position opened up in like parking rec, like full-time or whatever, went into that, and then I was just kind of doing that, and at this point, I was just like happy to not be broke anymore. So I wasn't like I was still DJ, but it was more so like me doing stuff like. Do you still work park and rec? Nah. What do you do now? DJ. Oh okay. Yeah. So like now nah, I left park and rec last. Yeah, it was easily like the best decision I made, but also probably one of the most terrifying things. Ever. Oh yeah. Because it was just like taking the plunge. It. Yeah, because it was one of those things where I got to the point where I was DJing. I would DJ maybe like three days, and make almost the same amount that I was like working the two weeks or whatever else and I had the control over my schedule and going back to the whole rebellious thing like I don't like people telling me what to do to an extent (laughs) so but that situation was just like super toxic then we had like the pandemic and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so it was like we never stopped working so when everything which it was crazy because literally the year before it was March I had already set up some like uh, connects with people and I'm like I'm about to start DJing full time. I'm about to leave, and I lie to you not. The next day is when they shut everything down. Uh, and yeah. I was like, I'm glad I didn't. But we never stopped working, so I was still making money. But at the same time, because we were um, deemed essential, so when all the essential workers would go to work, we were pretty much a glorified daycare. We were like looking after their kids, doing oh, stuff, yeah. and we had to help them with homework. So like we was pretty much <laughs> teachers and stuff too. Like we had to set them up on the zooms while they was on the zooms with the um, teachers and stuff. Helping them with that, we had to help them with homework and stuff. So I actually had to use like some math. That I had, <laughs> you know, Hadn't done in years. Yeah, so it was like doing all that stuff, and then it got to the point where they wasn't like, if you asked for like days off, it was damn near impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, you had some people like catching COVID and stuff, but then you know how like the government gave you like money and all that, and how we were supposed to get, wasn't getting some stuff that you were supposed to be getting, mm-hmm. and then it was just like some managerial stuff that was going on. We wasn't seeing eye to eye and whatnot. So I was just like, it ain't, it's not for me. You know, it's not for me. So it was just like, I literally one day was just like, fuck it. 
put my two weeks in. And within that last two weeks, I probably got like off of the DJ something, off of the DJ something else, DJ something else, whatever else. So it just like worked out. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just been, I guess for the most part, kind of like winging it. And So you ain't had a job since then? Good day job? Nah. Perfect. <laughs> That's what we love to hear. Like, I mean, all of us have done it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just that leap of faith is what's crazy. Yo, it was terrifying. The crazy thing was going back to the whole, like, my family being, like, super traditional. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember trying to explain it to my mama. And my mama was like, she wasn't trying to hear it. Mm-hmm. She was like, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. But then it's like my sister had to kind of break it down to her. And she was just like, well, at the end of the day, you know, you're smart. You still got the degree to fall mm-hmm. back on if you want yeah. to. And, you know, yeah. anytime, you know, because for me, it's like anytime that I've, like, bet on myself in any for the most part, I've come out on top. Mm-hmm. And with DJing is one of those things where it's like, I'm, I like to like crack jokes and I like, but for the most part, I'm like a super humble person. Like I suck at accepting compliments. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like DJing, anything like usually sports related, I'm like, have the utmost confidence in myself. Right. So my thing is like, I'm not asking you for like a handout, whatever else, just give me the opportunity. Yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah. And let me do it. Mm-hmm. At that point, if you say, because my thing is, you're not going to say I'm not good. You mm-hmm. can say, like, you might not like the way I do it, mm-hmm. but you won't be able to say I'm not good. Right. So just give me the opportunity, let me do what I do, and then we'll go from there. And so far, it's been working out. Mm-hmm. So. And that's I, I like that you said that. Like, I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea. The way I DJ, the things I play, I might not be everybody's cup of tea, but you can't tell me I'm not all right at what I do or good at what I do. Like, yeah. it's just not – I'm not going to allow that to happen. Like, everybody, you know, they'll fuck up. Like four says, it's how you correct your fuck ups. Yeah. But like, you you might not specifically like me, but at the end of the day, as long as I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, that's all I care about. And that's just that's that's life. But it's uh, especially especially for what we do. It's like music is always gonna be subjective. Oh yeah. For it's sure. always gonna be subjective. Like you, who you may think is the best MC of all time, may not be who I think it is, or mm-hmm. who you might like may not be who I like. But at the end of the day, you can't say like you can't deny and say like, oh, this person is trash. Or right. Whatever. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna say there aren't trash DJs that exist. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> There's say a few that. Of those. Yeah. But for the most part, though, it's like. But it's for know. it's also how how serious you take your craft. And that that's the thing. Like it it for me being like super competitive. I'm I've always been like super competitive, but I've always just the way I was raised is mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna half ass something. Like nah. if I'm gonna do that and then I've never what actually me quitting my job was the first time I've ever quit anything in life. Mm-hmm. So like that also But that was like a good a, quit. Yeah, but it was tough for me at first because I was looking at it as not like a failure, but it was just like I quit because mm-hmm. it was always taught, you know, you don't quit, you don't show weakness, whatever else. But anything that I'm gonna especially if I'm gonna like attach my name or something to it. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, Giles did this, or he, no. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all mm-hmm. the way. So, like, with that, especially going back to me seeing the DJs and all that, like, I know the time I put in. Like, I never had anybody, like, formally teach me how oh, to Oh, yeah. That's a lot of people I didn't either. Like, it's just. Like, I know people who got, like, they go to, like, the classes and all mm-hmm. that other stuff. But for me, like, I'm the type that, like, I can take instruction and all that, but I, I got to be, like, hands-on. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like me, those parties at Wingate was trial and error oh, yeah. like what to play what not to play blends and all that and then of course good old YouTube watching it's all you gotta do probably not all you gotta do but yeah, that's yeah. that's a big part of like it'll show you a lot yeah like watching simple mixing everything's on there mm-hmm. yeah just so much on there that's how I just learned how to like make sure two songs were lined up and sound properly that's where I learned I would go to clubs and see people like DJ 
And I obviously they were better than me because I was just learning. But at the same time, I knew they weren't necessarily that good. Yeah. But they did certain things that were right. You know, they told me like they would teach me, you know, take the bass out of this. And you know, come, so I learned that. But then at the same time, you hop on YouTube, you just see everything. A lot else. of mine had to come from like YouTube because it's like I know, especially like once I got, when I started, started taking DJing more seriously, probably was like within the last, like 2018 is when I started like really, really mm-hmm. like when I say taking it serious, more so is like being able to make money like mm-hmm. as a career. So like I remember I reached out to like a bunch of DJs like randomly, and for me, once again, that's tough because mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not going to say I, I don't like people, but it's just, like, I don't go out of my way to, like, super, like, interact with mm-hmm. people. Like, I'm cool. Like, if we vibe, I'm real big on, like, energy and stuff. So, like, if we vibe, yeah, cool. But I'm also not going to be that person that, like. Forces. If Jay-Z walks through here right now, I'm going to be hauling ass out the door <laughs> to try to. No, I'm not. I'm like, oh, that's him. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna be, but I'm not. I don't go out I of my would. way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it depends on the. Oh, nah. Like, just for me, it's just I can't. Like, even, like, Nas is, like, my, my favorite rapper. Like, uh-huh. I think. I take that back. The only person I probably Jazzy Jeff, if he was the walk by, then maybe like yeah. I would oh, probably. He used to come to Charlotte. He still does a lot. Yeah, yeah like yeah. yeah I met him twice. Like he's super cool. Like, One time I was cool. like we were setting up a silent disco at a rooftop, and mm-hmm. he was just walking to suite to do sound check. I was like, oh shit, just casual. Jazzy yeah, he's Jeff. he like a super. He, he seems cool. yeah, he's he streams cool. a lot too. I would have Hubert yeah. walked by, but then again, I know him and I had to hang out with him all weekend one time. And that was the craziest thing I've ever done. I That's about watch. it. I'd be like, hey, yo, what up, dude? Other than that, I'm like, I don't care. I actually watched Fresh Prince last night. Yeah. All right, ready to do this? Yep. It's you intro me. All right, so we know what time it is. We do it every week. It is the this or that. Featuring DJ Giles, presented by Tomato Slice. So this is gonna be interesting. Eh, it'll be you got right. some off the wall fucking questions. I swear. I'm gonna go easy on you. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Big family or small family? Like for me? Yeah. Whatever. However, you, you know these are oh, always however like you, you have a big family. Whichever. I got a really big family. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm jealous. How many that. siblings do you have? It's. Four of us, but we're like super spread out. Mm-hmm. So it's like I just turned thirty like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. My sister is thirty-seven. Then I have an older brother who will be forty-five. Whenever the twenty-seven is, what's that? Saturday? Mm-hmm. I think Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he'll be forty-five Saturday, and then I, my oldest brother, will be forty-nine September sixteenth. Really? What is it? All same so, mom and dad? Wow. Well, nah. Me and my Sister have the same dad, but all of us have the same mom though. Okay. Yeah. So your mom, man, your Half mom really like. That's how my dad is though. He really spread like. Yeah. I mean my my old. I mean I'm 32. I've got a 26 sister, and then my oldest is like in the 50s. Yeah. So it's we're, she had we're my super older brother when out. she was in high school. So if you were to get married and have your own family or something to that effect, would it be big or small? Depends on how much money I got. <laughs> All right. Get married or stay single? Get married. Big wedding or small wedding? Small. What's up with all these personal fucking... Is yeah. this a dating oh, app? I'm, I'm sorry. Fucking Tinder? <laughs> no, it's not. I didn't really think of it that way. Yeah, you like a dating app over here. Food truck or... Yeah, well, maybe I'm pimping them out. <laughs> maybe Tayflo's listening right now. Oh, God. Um... Food truck or restaurant? Um, I love food. Mm. If, 
I don't think it really matters. I'm hungry. Maybe. <sighs> Me too. Shit. I'm starving right now. Yeah, I am. I didn't eat yet. Um, on, I'll say restaurant only because it's like food trucks usually they only have like a limited menu mm-hmm. sometimes. Well, what do y'all? What do you? What do you? What do you say, Derek? I mean, definitely restaurant, but there are some really, 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 really good food trucks. Fire. Yeah. I mean, restaurant you get the whole experience, but there's some food trucks that yeah. Yeah, Food Truck Friday is on like oh, yeah. A lot of them are what? opening up like spots too. Well, Poppy Queso did that. That was. <sighs> I loved Poppy Queso. Poppy Queso was fire. You know, the owner of that used to be a DJ too, right? Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Good DJ too. House DJ. He was great. I think Made from Scratch might be the best food truck I've had in Charlotte. Made from Scratch. Made from Scratch. Oh, check it out. Uh, what the Fries is yeah. really Which good. Which I think the dude from Made from Scratch, he's a DJ. Really? That makes sense. Yeah, he's a DJ. He's from like New York. I can't think of his name. Who but isn't a DJ? I'm about to start a food truck. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I want to do a wing one, man. I love some wings. Dude, yeah, we should do that. Oh. Fire. All right. I you gotta make say. sure you got that lemon pepper wet. Oh, <laughs> I would do everything. See, I would do everything wet though. I'm, I'm a saucy like. I had lemon pepper wet for the first time in Atlanta, like earlier this year. Might have been like January ish. Well, you know you're going to find some good wings in Atlanta, too. All right, toilet paper. <laughs> oh, I remember this question. <laughs> From the, over the top in the front or toward the back? Uh, the Over or under? Me, I think, what, over? Over. It's, it's, it's in where the, the flap goes over. So the front is towards you, like. Under is where it when comes When it's hanging, underneath. it's towards you. Hold on. Yeah, honestly, for me, it really don't matter, but I think it's the. <laughs> That's cool. Hanging toward, yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, all I'm doing is wipe my head. Like, I'm not. Right. Don't, yeah. All right, hey, I got you. Yeah, but I think it's over and under. Over. 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 All right. Now Karen does his sideways. Yo, I went. I was in the hospital. They had a sideways thing. <laughs> That's cool. It wasn't. It wasn't. All right. Karen so, uses the little thing that washes your ass. <laughs> but they. <laughs> yeah, they're European. I'm sorry for that. all the dating ones, I guess. I yeah, no more dating questions. All right, would you rather save a hundred strangers or one loved one? One loved one. Okay. What would you choose? I mean, <laughs> you know where I'm at on this right yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. What about you, Manny? One loved one. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know them. Like, I understand the greater good thing, but I don't, I don't know them. No, nah, it don't apply to me. Yeah, I don't. I can agree with that. Like, you know, when I saying. first sat here and I thought about it, I was like a hundred strangers. But when it came down to it, because it could be a, a loved one, you don't even know who it is. Yeah. And if it was my kid, exactly, it would be her. Because if something happened to her, I'll be honest with you guys, I have no, no reason to be alive anymore if something happens mm-hmm. to my daughter. Because yeah. I mean, that's all I'm here for. Mm-hmm. You don't have no emotional attachment to those hundred strangers. Yeah. Like, so. Unfortunately, but yeah, I mean, hilarious. I understand the whole grief. All right. Anyways, yeah. what's a what's a less morbid question? Yeah. <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ, so sad shit, dude. You, always, <laughs> you, you guys always are like, it's you know gonna be funny? weird. Like, I, I like, I feel obligated. Tomato slice don't even listen to like emo ones. either. He really? listen uh, to like, dude, you don't even like, know. I listen to like the king of emo. Who? Not so much anymore. The Smiths, Morrissey. Like, you can't get any more emo than fucking Morrissey and the Smiths. You've never listened to his music, probably. Okay, well, we're going to do that and in the car. And you don't, home. don't. You'll just... I can't do the emo thing. Like you'll that. be depressed. That's <laughs> I why I don't I listen do to them. Really well, I got to be in the mood. I have to be sad to want to be even more sad. Even when I'm sad, I don't, like, I don't... Like, we were talking about this the other day, like, Rod Wave. 
like a lot of his music is kind of like real mm-hmm. depressed. Yeah, it's, but yeah. it's like I understand he's rapping about what he went through, but like even like when Cuddy, like I was like big on Cuddy for like a month, and mm-hmm. then I was like I can't because it's. Cuddy's just, I've never been a Cuddy fan. I like Cuddy, but I'm talking about like how you have your moments where you like consistently listen to this. Mm -hmm. A lot of his stuff was like, I find myself in like a certain headspace and I'm like, nah, that's not me. I'm a genuinely happy person. Yeah, and he's, yeah, Yeah. he's Cuddy. Yeah, old Cuddy, yeah. Yeah. Singing or dancing? It ain't singing. I I mean, nah, I, I sing all the time. I just, don't do it in public. Yeah. Like, if you know me, I will. Um, so if you're on stage at a karaoke bar, you're going to be the one singing or you're going to be the one on the side? Just I'll probably be the one on the side dancing. Dancing, yeah. I'm dancing all the time. I hate singing karaoke, but if you get me drunk enough, I'll do it. Bro, you love that yeah. shit. You took him to karaoke bar. <laughs> well, for the experience. Yeah. Call or text? Text. <laughs> I don't like the random call thing. Dude, yeah. but... The only problem I always have with text is the emotion. Yeah, like you never we, know how somebody's coming. If across. we having like a serious conversation, I would rather like it be through a call. Oh but yeah. But if we like just yeah. a general, just text me because mm. like you like random call, or, like random Facetime. <laughs> nah. Yeah, those are the worst. I've nah. had some texts lately where I've been like, "This would be better if it was a phone call." Because okay, if I say Forrest, this, it's gonna be harsh. Forrest, let's go ahead and be honest. Everything for you is a phone call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. True. I mean, if I like you enough, like we can talk on the phone. But if it's just like, I like forcing the phone answer his phone calls. But a lot of people I don't. If it's, like, if it's like a homie, I'm like, oh, they probably like need something, so I'll answer your call. But if it's just someone random, I'm just like, yeah. Well, well Forrest is an hour long talker every time. Yeah. yeah I'm, I every time. For that. I, I can actually show you. Um, I no. texted Manny today, and he didn't even text me back. I was yeah. like, "Fuck this guy." I was going through it. <laughs> My last phone call with uh, Forrest was. Uh, 38 minutes. Yeah, but we've texted more in the past week than we have in the past year. Uh, no, no, well, maybe a little bit, but either way, uh, yeah, four size phone calls. Yeah, I'll probably because the they're personal. They are very personal. Text I think it messages, depends on the purpose. But I also, mean, if personal. I if I if I'm doing shit, just text me. If I'm giving you my time of day, you're gonna get my attention. That's all there is to it. I get that, but. I'm always doing something. I know. Everybody's always doing something. So it's hard. Everybody's always jerking off or taking a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those take a lot of time, so I've got to, you know. Oh, here's a weird one. Gym or art? Hmm? Gym or art? Like Like weightlifting gym? Exercise or art? Or art? Uh, Yeah. Like music? Doesn't matter. Art is art. Mm, That's a tough one. Uh, cause I go to the gym like every other day, but art is like, I gotta have the music and stuff. Um, I guess mm. I could have said gym or music. Yeah. Either way, same thing. Music is art. Yeah, true. Uh, art only because it's like at this point in my life, me going to the gym is just high five. <laughs> <laughs> Only because at this point in my life, me going to the gym is just because I'm I've kind of been conditioned and used to it, and mm-hmm. I like going to the gym. But I don't have to. I'm yeah. going because I want to. Yeah. So I like you know is you know if I, you would ask me this, man, probably, you still like, going to the gym? Ago, huh? You still going to the gym? Try to be more consistent. How's Keyron doing with that shit? I haven't texted him. Keyron. <laughs> I'll see him in well, two weeks. Yeah, man, he's going to overseas. He's gonna leave us for a couple Last weeks. Last I texted him, yeah. he was doing really good running and everything like that. He's going to take Manny running whenever he goes over there. 
Oh, oh see, no, I don't do that. No, I, Run. Like, I, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, um, my conditioning or cardio is play basketball. Yeah, it's I, always, like, I will that's play right basketball, there. but I'll play basketball for three hours. But if you're like, hey, let's go run, run for three hours, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, let's get on this treadmill and run for no. Yeah, yeah I'm true. the same. I'm the same way. No. I can't play basketball for three hours anymore. But when I could, yeah, I would. I mean, I would be in there for three hours. But yeah, like I'll do that because my runs, head is not cardio. Mm, yeah, like, but like if you tell me like, hey, we going no, no. Yeah, I remember well, you used to play basketball a lot. A lot, yeah. Before yeah, pandemic, stopped. Yeah, I think that's for me. That's just. That's something that I've, I'll probably stop lifting weights before I stop playing basketball. I just, I've just, I don't know why I stopped playing ball. I just. Life. Life, yeah. I need to get back into something. I mean, that's probably what I'm going to try to get back into. It's just. You should. You're pretty good. Yeah, I was all right. It's You're just. Pretty not now. White I don't even want to see me shoot a basketball these days, but. I can shoot. That's the only thing I'm good at. Everything else, I don't even know the rules. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know the rules. Same. I just, I just You're the kid that I hate coming in the gym playing and not knowing anything. I passed the fucking ball back behind. They guard you like behind. this with their arms wrapped hey, around you. Every team needs a hustle player. Yeah, yeah, they do. Just make sure this yeah. dude don't score. That's all you know. <laughs> I used to like watching those videos of like nerd plays basketball or something like that. You talking about big dolls? I don't know who it is. Some white guy with yes, glasses. Yes, big dolls. Yes, and he goes out there and plays basketball. And and, and uh, it's after a while, it's kind of at uh, what's uh, what's the place out there? Muscle Beach. Oh, uh, Venice. Venice. I don't know. He Venice. plays a bunch yeah, of it's, different places. It's big dolls. Yeah, I know exactly. He what plays you're a about. bunch of different places. His name's Ernie. Ernie. <laughs> Ernie. <laughs> yeah, he calls himself Ernie. He has glasses and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he's actually it. good. Yeah, he is really good. And I loved watching he's, those videos, but after a while, it's like, uh, he's also, shit. I know you, this doesn't apply to you as much. He's the fake Clay Thompson. You seen those videos? Oh, ah. that's him. Same dude. Oh, yeah. bro. That's funny. Yeah, that Same funny. dude. He got banned. Yeah. Oh, and recently, too, he got banned because he did it like yeah. a few yeah, finals. From the uh, Warriors, from the, um, was it the, the arena? Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So, back in the day, like their 2019 championship, he would go, he'd be fake Clay. So, he looks like Clay Thompson, who's a player for the Warriors. Oh, we talked about this on here. So, he would, he would do the same goatee and everything. He would wear his jersey. And he would literally drive up, and he was able to park under the arena. Everybody thought he was Clay Thompson, so he would go and he would have a spot on the like behind the bench, and he'd be like, "Put me in, put me in," you know, just all kinds of bullshit. Well, this past year, the Warriors went to the finals again, and he took it a step further and actually went out and started warming up. Yeah, on the court. I want to say he was out there for like what, fifteen. About minutes? It was like ten minutes. Yeah, ten yeah. fifteen minutes. And then they were like. You got to go. And he was like, okay. And then when he left, and they handed him a letter saying you're banned from yeah. whatever their arena is. Yeah, we talked about this. You must not have been here. Maybe it was A minor. That security but dude got to get fired, it. whoever let him on the. Um, Multiple, though. Yeah, no, they like, all got to get fired. From the court to the. Very, how do you like, not realize? But that. if somebody looks like somebody so very much. They're and not. If you don't, like, if it was a person that looked like you, I know you, so I'm not, not okay, going to be there. If, but if Taylor was in here, and she'd think it was you for somebody to look just l- like you. Listen. If you if you're like working for like a, a football organization, you got 55 people you got to look after, plus coaching, plus practice players, plus this. Basketball is like 14. Mm-hmm. You got no 14 players, and this, this is, is a star- security. And this is a starter for that team. But it was like him, like but but how do you know it's the security every time? Like I can understand a coach being like, "Get the fuck out of here." I, I know you're not the guy. Get off of here. <laughs> but it's a random security guy that maybe works there, minimum wage, once a month or something like that. 
How's he going to recognize somebody who looks almost exactly like them? I don't know. For that one, this is a final. So I think it's those, they usually keep the, or they have the people who've been working there for like a minute. Yeah, you got to have top security. So it's like, yeah. It's It's not the dude that just got hired yesterday saying. And plus, it's in important places that you got to have to be able to have access to. Especially the court. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't like this was like Mm. the parking lot or he was like walking Mm. like by the locker room. He was on the court with <laughs> other think, players. <laughs> I think They're the finals game. <laughs> I honestly think you can pretty much get in just about anywhere. You can't now. I've seen a lot of it. Like People have gotten into the finals games for free. They've yeah. the Super Bowls, I'm sure they've done it. I was like, watching a video on YouTube the other like, day. These dudes got in on... Except for like Fort Knox. Uh, rolling Loud. They snuck into Rolling Loud. It was like backstage. How, how did they do that? They dressed up um, as uh, was it the one where he dressed up as a little pump or something. Nah, they <laughs> dressed up as like some um, like employees, like not construction workers, but they had like the vest they and all that. Oh, stuff. okay. That's the same vest, yeah. Yeah, they had like the vest like and Ocean's stuff. Eleven type shit. Yeah, right they there. had like the vest and all that other stuff, and like walked in like saying they were like sound people or something like that. Yeah, I knew a guy who could wear just about anything, and we would go to concerts, and I would see him up on the stage at like a Metallica show, and then next thing you know, he's got a security jacket on. And shit like that. Like, he could get into just about anywhere just because he acted like he belonged there. Yeah, that's the, the key in that the confidence. Is confidence. You yeah. just gotta walk up and look like you belong. You gotta stick to the story. You can yeah. get anywhere. You didn't have to have a story. He just walked in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I learned it from him. I've walked into plenty of places I shouldn't have been. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. I'm gonna start trying that shit. How do we get on this subject? Uh, this or that with something. Oh, the YouTube thing I was talking about, the basketball player. Yes, this that. Or that. Any more of this or that questions? You guys have any? I don't have no, any. I, I had a piss. So. <laughs> I do too, actually. Let's wrap it up soon. All right. Well, that's it. You have anything you want to add? How can they find you on uh, social media? Uh, find me on Instagram, DJ underscore Giles. Um, I'll tag you on the, the yeah, thing too. I'll be on Twitter too. But, you know, Twitter is like my safe haven. It's <laughs> Twitter's Twitter. fun. Don't Twitter. follow him on Twitter at DJ. I mean, no, you, can, you can follow me on Twitter. I used to, I used YouTube. to like uh, back in the day when Twitter first came out, you could like access celebrities pretty easily. You could just fuck with them and they'd talk to you back and shit all the time. Yeah, I got a couple homies that got blocked by some people. <laughs> Speaking of Travis Porter actually follows me on Twitter. Yeah, it's a couple of yeah. this. <laughs> like I think but one of my homeboys got blocked by uh, Blaine Gabbert when he used to quarterback for the Oh, Jags. really? Every week he was like bashing him and telling him how trash he was. Mm-hmm. And he finally like blocked him. But <laughs> <laughs> I've never went that harsh on. I've went harsh on restaurants. What? Yes. Like Chili's. Like yeah, like chain restaurants. Chili's. I actually went and when <laughs> I think it was Jack in the Box one time. I cussed him out on Twitter, and they actually <laughs> DM me asking what the problem was. Yeah, they do that. Free, That's the a free thing. meal. But I mean, don't fuck around. I'll blast you on Twitter. Twitter's the only place I do it. I would never, because of my because of work and shit, I would never do it on Instagram or Facebooks, whatever. But I post all Twitter. that shit that pisses people off on Friendster. What the fuck it. is Friendster? I don't that sounds like that MySpace. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> a, it was it's after MySpace pre Facebook. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah see, I watched that's like the the movie. Friendster was on there. Uh, who was it? What's that movie called? The Social Network. The one where the Justin Timberlake. Social Network. Yeah, yeah. Never seen it. Oh, that's a good movie. Watch it. I know. All right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. DJ Giles, thank you for being here. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. See y'all next week. No. <laughs> <laughs>